and good evening, everyone. Welcome to this week's Primetime Gaming with Mr. Boomstick and Friends. And of course, I am your host, Mr. Boomstick XL. And we have an absolutely incredible show for you today. This is going to be, my goodness, uh, could we had not have had so much Xbox breaking news today that it literally broke the internet. Uh, I have an outstanding panel. You're going to see some Prey gameplay running in the background for you to enjoy. Let's get into the introduction so we can break down some of these big topics that should run us two plus hours of the best gaming talk show on YouTube on Monday evenings. I'm going to start with our uh, two of our guests. I'm going to start first with, you know him as the chainsaw-wielding, best voice in podcasting, gun-toting community member known as Crispy Bomb. Welcome to the show, dude. Oh, good evening, everybody. Xbox slapping people's knees. I swear the knees are coming. Just for King David himself, uh, lo love the energy going on throughout the community, and it it's great to see that you know there is a reason and a hype to be an Xbox gamer right now. And you you could say we stood on the squares, but the square has been rebuilt, and now it's becoming a mountain or a skyscraper, and it's enjoyable. Yeah, no doubt about that. I mean, listen, there there is a lot to get into tonight. A lot of great Xbox topics. Uh, and of course, the party started very early this afternoon at 12 p.m. Eastern Standard Time where I was do I did a pop-up show. If you missed it, you definitely got to check it out. It was it was meant to be only a 60-minute show, and it turned out that um I just wanted to talk about how um in exile um uh, Obsidian and of course Bethesda are Microsoft's three-headed monster when talking about Western RPGs. And I think they really have that market cornered with all of the games coming out from those three studios. And then, of course, we had the breaking news of Outriders going into Game Pass day one. You had uh, the uh, headset, uh, the wireless headset, which mine is on the way, should be here tomorrow, is getting incredible reviews. It's just been... And then, of course, they dropped the uh, FPS boost for five games. This is one of them. Um, you also had Dishonored, uh, a Definitive Edition, Fallout 76, Fallout 4, and I don't remember the fifth one. Um, Skyrim? But, yeah, there it is. Skyrim, uh, yes, the, uh, the special edition of uh, Skyrim 5. So, I mean, it's it's my God. What, what a time to be an Xbox gamer. But next up is someone that... <laughs> uh, did a little bit of sniping yesterday during our uh, Halo um, tournament that, uh, you know, obviously it was uh, the next podcast versus the, um, of course, Double Barrel Gaming. And it was a great, we had a great time. It was a lot of gun-toting violence that went on. Uh, we, we, of course, emerged the victors. So we move on to the semifinals where we'll be playing against Green Pass Gaming to get our spot in the finals. And Cotton McCaff. We should just call him Sniper Elite was a part of that. Cotton, welcome to the program, and thanks for, for taking people's heads off. We appreciate it. Oh, yeah, anytime. I love, uh, <laughs> love me some Halo, so I had a blast. So it was a lot of fun. Um, yeah, thanks for having me back on the show, too. You know, it's uh, been a time to get back, but uh, I'm ready to talk some games, man. The community is uh, thriving right now, so 
Yeah, it, it's a very exciting time for Xbox fans, but let's continue uh, down the path of madness, if you will. Next up, he wasn't here last week because he was under the weather. He's back in a big way. Please welcome our Italian brother, Clowns. Welcome to the program. Hey, what's up, man? It's a pleasure being here. I'm excited. We got a lot of good topics, and Xbox is on fire this week, Boom. Yeah, it's, it certainly is, and you obviously you're already fired up, so we're going to have uh, Clowns at his best. His 100% Clowns is here. Next up, you know him as the loudest man in Canada that's still waiting for a blizzard, and he's not going to get it this uh, <laughs> spring is already here. Please welcome Tony Baloney, a.k.a. the middle-aged gamer guy. Well, good evening, Boom. Good evening, chat and guests panel. Yes, it's a bold strategy, Cotton. We got you in there tonight. We got Crispy Bomb, who I can't seem to get away from. Every podcast I show up, this guy's right there. And uh, anyways, guys, we got a great night. Uh, two plus hours of Nintendo Switch talk, because clearly Microsoft has no news this week. So uh, I really look forward to it, guys. So let's get right into it. <laughs> yeah, all that Nintendo Switch, Switch <laughs> news and no Xbox news. Poor Xbox, right? Um, next up, you know him as our resident Cape Crusader, who nearly uh, had a uh, uh, Windows update ruin his evening and mess up all mm -hmm. of his mics. Uh, welcome to the show, Cybernox. Hey, glad to be here, Boom. I love Mondays, and this Monday is going to be extra spicy, as you can tell. We got Crispy in the house. We got the hype man, Cotton McCast himself. We got my PTG brothers. It's going to be a good one. But also, also, have you guys ever heard of something? It goes something a little like this. It goes one, two, three, four, five. But there's the studios on Game Pass. So come on, let's ride to the GameStop <laughs> around the corner. PlayStation fans sub into this. Game Pass, Starfield, this gen. They really do want it. That's right, baby. Let's get this show started. Hey, let's go. go. Let's go. And there's nothing wrong with opening the show with a ditty, my <laughs> friend. So thank you for that. And last and no way least, you know him as someone that is an incredible artist, awesome father, and someone that has big opinions on what's going on in the gaming world. Please welcome back, of course, Everborn Saga. Hey, 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 how's everybody doing tonight? I am fired up and ready to go. Well, listen, you were you were part of today's uh, pop-up podcast this afternoon. You had some big opinions then. You saved some of, some of the fire for tonight. And let's get right into one of these smaller topics while we wait for everyone to file in. You know, last week uh, they had their um, Bethesda X, uh, Xbox Roundtable. Right. And of course, um, we got a chance to see Phil in a very relaxed state. We got to see, you know, obviously Todd Howard and the rest of the gang talking and talking up Xbox. But it was it's what happened at the end of that one hour conference that we're going to be talking about. And they released a trailer called Welcome Home. And I don't know how many people I got a chance to watch it. But if you didn't, then folks, listen, I'm not even seeing the screen in front of me and I already getting goosebumps. It was one of the most masterful pieces of marketing I think I've seen from Xbox in the last five years. I mean, it was so on point. It was so incredible. I've watched it 
over four times. And I will watch it again and again and again because I think that the combination of first-party titles like Halo and like Gears and the way that they incorporated um, you know, the, the Bethesda games in there, especially when, like, for instance, Baird is is talking about camera 15 and it's, it shows, like, the robot from Fallout, camera 13, and it shows something else. I mean, listen, folks, if that doesn't give you goosebumps, man, I think you got to check your post. You're probably dead. Crispy Bomb, let's go to you first because you're one of our guests today. How big of a deal and how incredible was that, um, that, that commercial called uh, Welcome Home? Dude, it it gave me chills. Um, it's one of those things like if you you know you really like the movie Ready Player One, it gave you those vibes. Mm-hmm. And 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 the song choice was great. I, shame on me, I don't know the name of the song. And obviously, we we don't want any uh, issues because you know it just it's in my head right now, and I just I don't want to <laughs> don't don't want to play it out for everybody, but. You know, it's it's one of those things that you see how they integrated, you know, even even the, the gears uh, uh, best one of the best parts of the campaign when when she goes, they're here. You know what I mean? Yeah. And, mm-hmm. you know, and, and it's just it's one of those things where it's like, you know, being fans of each other for what they do best is is exactly what I feel like right now. I feel like that round table everything sums up exactly and and a lot of people i'm sure didn't watch that and i i I telling you go watch it um it's it's been tweeted out a few times not quite as much as it probably should have been so i I would just i would look for the end of that or even you know if you haven't watched the round table definitely watch it it's really an homage to the greatness that is is Bethesda and and all the studios that they've brought in, um, and and who who they are as a company, and you really see that through the roundtable, and then how how Xbox and them came together to make such a great thing. It's an homage to gaming, in my opinion. Um, you know, we have to understand that they all like each other and. This is a good thing. This is this is when we're going to see some incredible experiences in gaming down the road. And just the feels I got from just that, even even these these trash, you know, yes, you know, all these things that have happened over the years that have really been trash in our opinion, even us Xbox gamers been like, you know, this inside Xbox was not good, this and that. I feel like we are going to get some things that you may not have expected because we always keep our our head down and like, well, we're going to keep our expectations low. And now we're <laughs> going to get something that might blow those low expectations because we're probably can, can continue to have those out of the water. And and when we have those reactions, I don't want to hear nothing because I have I have said this has been lackluster, not not the greatest thing many, many times about you know some of the some of the the shows that they had and for them to show that at the end i mean that could have been the beginning and it yeah it sure could have it absolutely you could know have. so yeah. i just feel like the collaboration of two marketing teams especially one that's been struggling like xbox 
to have Bethesda in there, and they've been very quiet, and they haven't really shown a lot, and they've started to ramp up this. Um, to have them both collaborating now, I think we're going to get a lot more from Bethesda marketing-wise than Xbox, and that's exciting for me. Oh, dude, 100%. I mean, one of the, one of the things that's interesting is, the, again... I don't even think you had to be a fan of Xbox. I don't think you had to be a huge fan of Bethesda. I think that when you, if you looked at that commercial and you see the the the, the love and the dedication to the you know to gaming that went into it, you, you gotta walk away and just shake your head and say, you know what? Yeah, man, Microsoft and Bethesda did, did this right. Like this, this feels like something special. This isn't just one corporation buying another, you know, individuals, you know, publisher slash studio this seemed like friends and then you know you they end that with this incredible video that is just my god it was just it was just so superb that's all i can say if you missed it please go check out the welcome home video it is astoundingly good but cotton let's get your opinion on this again this this was a commercial that came at the end of the conference most people are already starting to tune out um, i usually wait for the you know we got one more thing or you know kind of like the marvel movies you know you're going right. to get a, a special yeah. ending um what 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 are you th- what are your thoughts on the welcome home trailer I thought it was great. I thought it was very well put together. I mean, no matter if you're a big fan of Xbox or Bethesda, if you're a gamer and you watch that trailer, you see one, at least probably two iconic characters, you know, being on the screen together for the first time in a way. And it's huge, dude. The phenomenon that is with Skyrim, like that alone for me is so crazy to see. Like when a, when the Khajiit popped up and he's like, what the hell? You know, like, yeah. what, what is that? Thing? <laughs> that was uh, so good. <laughs> it was just great, dude. Uh, it's it's super cool when you have like uh, the dude in, 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 from the Infinite trailer who's like plugging in and rebooting Chief, but it's like making it look as if he's, it's Doom guy. You know what I mean? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So cool. I don't know. I thought it was, that was brilliant and a great way to cap off a show that was very well produced and put together. And you're right, the energy through the whole round table was like they're friends. And you have like the moments where it was Todd was saying, you know, we had our issues with Fallout 76 and we had, you know, and someone he would go to right away was Phil Spencer. So they have always kind of they're in the same circles, you know, so it is a friendly environment there. And just to see them be able to now collaborate on a whole nother level is exciting uh the trailer though yeah if you guys missed the trailer if anyone missed it because you tuned out shame on you you know but go watch it because it's fantastic very well put together yeah absolutely i agree 100 uh cybernox let's get your opinion on this brother you get a chance to watch the trailer what are your thoughts did i get a chance i must have watched it like three four five maybe even six times man (laughs) That thing was amazing. Uh, it was really well put together. I think Cotton just touched on it. The way they used each iconic character from all these different franchises and brought them all in, uh, it was just, it was perfect. And they used some of their big names too, you know? Like, I think it started with like, or Sea of Thieves. Like, they were looking, you know, they were looking out far onto the ocean. And all of a sudden, you see, I think it was like a demon. And, oh, man. But the best transition I liked, was when a Cortana goes, wake up, chief, and it cuts to Skyrim. And then it's the guy in the back of the wagon. You're finally awake, huh? I, I lost my ish 
during that part. But man, it was really well done. If it's any indication of um, both uh, both marketing teams working together to make this, and if that's any indication of what we can expect uh, in the future, that's really promising. You know, this trailer, kind of like you, boom, I wait till the show is over, over. I don't want to miss out on anything. And, and for us to have that, the verbiage that they use al alongside the whole trailer was, was fantastic. Everything was on B. The transitions were like... Everything was great. This was like an awesome thing. And then to finish off saying now we're one big Xbox family or something yeah. along that line, you know, mm -hmm. um, it, it was just it was, it was really well done. And um, yeah. And they also had I mentioned this to you, too. They also had like a, in case you missed it video, which they put together that that was really well done as well. But for this trailer right here going forward, I just hope that their marketing team now that's, you, you know, collabing with Bethesda's marketing. I hope they just keep doing stuff like this uh, going forward. But it was really well done. Yeah, I, I absolutely agree. And uh, yeah, I, I, I saw you put the, you dropped it into the uh, private chat. I'm going to check that out as soon as the, sh uh, the show is done. Uh, let, let, Mag, let's get your opinion on this. You know, yes, we, we have all, and I, and I mean all of us, uh, have criticized Microsoft for, uh, I don't want to say phoning it in. Sometimes their marketing is a bit of a conundrum. But man, talk about a turnaround! I mean, again, we we you know we, I think Microsoft has been hitting on all cylinders uh, since uh, the 2019 Game Awards. I mean, sure they've had a few stumbles, absolutely, yeah. all companies do. But it's how you respond from those stumbles that you know show your worth. And my God, this commercial was just—it was so well done. What what are your yeah. thoughts on it, dude? Well, yeah, just uh, just like everybody else on this panel, I watched it several times. And by the way, Crispy, it's blinded by the lights by my hometown boy, oh, yeah. my Toronto hometown boy, The Weeknd. I was oh, super yeah. happy to hear about that. So, yeah, he's uh, yeah, he's from Toronto. So, uh, anyways, that, besides that, the the uh, the actual trailer was absolutely incredible. Um, it is it was a goosebump inducing situation. You know, you're just watching like these two large families come together. You know what I mean? It's like, you know, like when you watch something like Lord of the Rings and then all of a sudden they're like, Gondor is lost. And then all of a sudden you see Rohan come in with the, with the horses. It, it felt like that kind of a yeah, moment. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. then all of a sudden, yeah. you know, Gandalf is like, we're saved, you know, that kind of thing. And it was like, <laughs> it was like the conglomeration <laughs> of two. Yeah, exactly. It was like the conglomeration <laughs> of two armies. And then, you know, like the two kings slapping hands together. We're like, let's do this kind of thing. And of course, in this case, it was Doom Guy in chief. But anyhow, imagine how long, okay? Imagine how long everybody right now, how long they've been waiting for this moment. And oh, I'm not dude, talking, yeah. I'm not talking September when they announced it. Okay. Now, I spoke to somebody about a year and a half ago. This is well before my podcast days. I'll tell you this I spoke to somebody very close on the inside, and he told me, he said, the word around Redmond is they are so pumped for next gen that they said they can't wait. They're literally dancing in their shoes because they knew what was coming. Okay. And it's not like it happened overnight. It's not like, you know, Phil reached, uh, leaned over his desk one day and go, Hey, Johnson, slap together a trailer by tomorrow, 9 a.m. Oh, and by the way, get Outriders on Game Pass. Get on it. You know, and get me a coffee, two sugars. You know, it what doesn't happen like that. Okay, this has been going on for years behind the scenes, the talking, the dancing, the the courting, so to speak. It's almost like dating, you know what I mean? Like, it's like, th they've been talking about this for a very long time. Anyways, what I was trying to get at, and you watch it when you watch that whole show, and then the trailer, does everybody else feel that giddiness 
Yeah. Like mm -hmm. you Absolutely. see Phil literally almost looks like he wanted to like, it looked like his head was going to shoot right off of his body like a rocket. He was so excited. I mean, you could barely sit still. Did you see his legs? Like, look at the body language. His legs were back and forth. He's dancing in his chair. Like, he is so pumped. And you know what? Else... You know what? I wonder if that, you know what, believe it or not, you know, yeah. normally Phil is the one running these things. Yes. So he's in there with the hand movements and walking yeah. back and forth. And, you know, he, he because obviously Pete Hines was the moderator. I don't think Phil know what to do with himself. Oh, my God. <laughs> he looked like Hines he was going to combust into flames. Like, he was so excited. But all of them were. And you could even see like everybody there. They were just yeah. so pumped. And then you watch this trailer. And then as soon as you so watch good. this trailer, you're like, you feel it too. Like, you know what I mean? Like you felt what they're feeling in that room, what they're feeling, uh, you know, when they're having their conference calls or what they know that's coming and what's going forward. They're pumped. They're jazzed. And they are just charged. Like you can feel that it's like a, it's like an NFL team ready to charge the field right at the beginning of the Super Bowl. You know, when all the big explosions happen, they mm -hmm. come running out in the field. That's what it felt like. And then when I watched that trailer, they conveyed their excitement into me, the viewer, soon to be obviously customer of all these products that are coming out. So anyways, magnificent job. I'm not going to go on about it forever, but I will say this. Absolutely magnificent. And if they keep on doing things like this and keep moving forward like this, nothing but sunshine and roses is all I see. Or as I like to say, unicorns and rainbows. Or you know, unicorns and rainbows, whatever. Well, there works. you go. There you go, <laughs> uh, clowns. Let's get your opinion on this, clowns. You know, you you run four guys with quarters. You do an amazing job over there, and you are the master of advertising. Uh, you know, you you're always you know uh, hustling to to tell people about the about the podcast. And that's what we ha we love having you here because of the hustle. But just imagine that this Xbox this 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 video goes out. And I, I don't think I've I don't think I've come across one person that was like yeah you know eh you know it was okay you know I I, I didn't, it did nothing for me everyone upon everyone that I have spoken to that you've seen on Twitter you've seen on Facebook you've seen you know the only people that we haven't really heard from and I don't expect much from I hate to say this is the, the mainstream gaming media you know I I just you know they should have been championing this deal and a lot of them weren't. So it's a little disappointing that, but it's it's to be expected. But the the community definitely was uh, was excited. What were your thoughts on this commercial? Did this get you jazzed? Yeah, I mean, you know what, this commercial, man, it's like Xbox is going out there, and Bethesda's going out there, and they're like, yeah, we're together now. We're one family. I mean, just eat it up, everybody. And they put so many iconic characters into this video. That how can you not get excited, right? There's something for everybody in this video. It doesn't matter what games you like. There's a character in there somewhere that you probably like a lot, whether it's Gears, Sea of Thieves, you know, Skyrim. There's just, oh my God, there's just so much in this video. It's It pumps you up. And the, the way they do it and the music, oh, God, boom, I'm so excited. Well, I mean, listen, clowns. We love hearing you excited. We, you know, obviously, you could be sometimes reserved, but I love, I love this, this clowns, and I, we definitely got to get you back here more. We got to get you more jazz, and maybe you light a fire or or cannoli under your, you know, what, and we'll get you fired up. But listen, I mean, I agree with you, dude. This, this, this is, this is the type of video that I think makes you 
an Xbox fan. Like, even if you were an Xbox fan at some point, left to go over to hang out with Sony and Nintendo, I think that this kind of marketing gets you excited, uh, and especially when you when you when you hear on. T- and, and again, this this has been a, a transition of, of just one home run after another. You know, Thursday the roundtable event. At the end of that event, well, during the event, you get the confirmation of what exclusives mean for Xbox and Xbox Game Pass. At the end of the conference, you get this incredible video that gives everyone goosebumps, right? The following day, 20 games, not two, not 10, 20 of Bethesda's biggest games, boop, right into Game Pass, no problem. Monday comes along. And you're like, well, it's just another Monday. Microsoft already sh- kind of shot their, uh, shot their, you know, you know what, and they, they bomb us again. Like, it, it seems to be Monday is the day, and today wasn't just a regular, oh, you know, uh, Outriders in Game Pass, PA. You... The abundance of news that dropped today, which we're going to get into and why I think that there, there may be some uh, panic mode going over on Sony right at this current at, at this particular moment. It's it's just, man, what a great time to a be a gamer, but more importantly, an Xbox gamer. Um, let's let's get Everborn. Everborn, I saved you for last because, of course, you are probably going to have the most to say. And uh, you were on fire today. You completely knocked it out of the park. What were your thoughts? I mean, again, you have your own business. You're looking to push the Everborn saga. You're doing a great job with the Kickstarter. You're getting your work. You're getting the, you know, the name out there. People are buying your books on Amazon. What were your thoughts as, as a businessman, How uh, what, what, what they were able to put, put together and the message they were able to you know, give to the world with this one video between Xbox and Bethesda? Okay. Where I start. Okay, I want. I want to. I want to. Before I go into my whole diatribe, I just want to say one thing, and I want everybody to take notice of this. In the last few years, if you were an Xbox fan, whenever there was event an event like this, there would always be the precursor to temper your expectations. Yes, my friends, that is out of the window. Going forward, I am not tempering shit. <laughs> right. That, that that is that's the level of where we are right now. So so I just wanted to get that out of the way. But but just if we if we if we take go back and sort of take a 30,000 foot flight sim view, um, this this one didn't happen overnight. Right. I just want to acknowledge that 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 they've been building up to this. And the biggest loss of the Xbox one generation was mind share. Yeah. And I think today, not just today, because again, it I said this earlier, this is a war of attrition. And little by little, what are they doing? They are knocking out every one of those sort of talking points against the brand and the platform until there is nothing to say but good thoughts. And everyone now with every announcement, everyone gets closer to the edge of their seat. Holy crap, what are they going to do next? Right? Yeah. And, and, and that, my friends, that is the magic, right? When you are wondering, when you can't tell what their next move is, um, mystery is magic in, 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 in the world that we live in. So I think that um, 
we have seen Xbox marketing turn around, but I think with the addition of Bethesda, with the addition of Pete Hines, right? I think that we are going to see something very different. I think we're going to see them do the things that we we wanted them to do. I don't know if you smell it, but I smell 360, right? Yeah, I, I agree. Right? So I, that, those are the vibes I'm getting here. So really, another thing that is sort of not talked about enough, I think, is that part of the reason um, the the Xbox One generation um, did not go, I think, the way Microsoft wanted it to is because, and and the, the reason Sony outsold them so much is because they are a worldwide brand. Microsoft, outside of North America and uh, Europe, specifically the UK, they're not very good at distribution and they are not very good at localization. Now, if you know anything about uh, Fallout and Skyrim or, or just Elder Scrolls in general, they are everywhere. It is in everywhere. Um, and they know about marketing, they know about distribution, and they know about localization. And those are the tenets of a worldwide brand, right? And yep. so when, when, when you bring on a publisher, and this is why I think, yes, you'll see the offshoot regular studio deal, but I really feel like from this point out is publishers that can manage themselves and that can bring that sort of expertise to the table. And this is why I think one of the Asian market, or should I say Japanese market specifically, publishers is probably next on the list. Why? They need to crack the Asian market. And even if it is not Japan, the market that they want to crack is Korea potentially China if they can get in there. And they will need someone like a Sega. Uh, I don't know if they can get Capcom, but someone like a Capcom. People that are experienced in publishing in those markets where they are weak, right? And so to me, this is, this is only the beginning. And I think you are going to see a different Xbox and Microsoft in the way, in their clarity, in the way that they in their in their boldness, right, and in in their ability to surprise you, right. Everyone right now is giddy, right. Even the biggest biggest um, Xbox trolls, or 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 or, or sort of um, PlayStation diehards, had to put their eyebrows up today. You saw them like, oh well, I'm not going to name any names, but there are people who made a, a whole career. <laughs> out of out of you know shitting on Xbox and they're like I might have to get this now. What what what's going on here? And so when that starts to happen, when all the articles about are about what are you going to do next, right? That is going to change things in the mind of the casuals to where everybody because you're starting to see it now. What are you seeing? FOMO. Yep. What's what's going on? Oh well I, I, I can't miss out on on that, and again, it is they and Bethesda. That deal closed last week, right? Yeah. Every every ten minutes this morning, there was some new thing that could have that that each one of those items, FPS boost, Outriders, and and um, the the reviews on the headset, and um, all those things could have been a one week news cycle, 
No, they did it all on Monday. And, <laughs> and you said it earlier, Microsoft, Phil Spencer, Xbox has people looking forward to Mondays. What will they do next? Yeah, and yeah, that, absolutely. That, my friend, is what you call the turn of a tide. So, and we're, we're, I'm not even bringing the PlayStation side of it because I know that's a later topic, but I'm going to pause right there and uh and and let's let's advance because i got I, I i have a lot more to say all right well you know what listen again this is this has been uh you know a nice uh easy way to open up the show right we talked about the uh you know you know how we all personal personally felt about the commercial i think everybody in the chat's been uh first of all we got we got um, 450 people here we're only half an hour into the show that's a that is amazing folks uh, if you're new obviously i want to say welcome um consider subscribing to the channel this is something that i do i work real hard on these shows i do four live shows a week sometimes five because I, I dropped a, a live show this afternoon i think you're going to dig the content there's no negativity there's no finger pointing there's we try not to curse on the show and it happens every now and again we're adults it happens no big deal but this isn't a show about hate this is a show about celebrating each other as gamers and celebrating the community which is it which is here in an abundance so if you're new welcome uh, if you're already if you're already sucked man hit the like button folks uh, it don't cost you anything i won't send you a bill in the mail i promise uh this this youtube algorithm for small channels like mine the that you don't understand how important the thumbs up button means to us, especially when you're a small channel. So if you appreciate the work that goes into this, hit the like button. But I do want to catch up some of the Super Chats. There's been quite a few of them. And, of course, I would feel like a complete heel if I missed any of them. So let me start with Chaos Might, who drops the first very generous $5 Super Chat of the night. And he says this, Bethesda marketing has been poor for the past few years. Meanwhile, Microsoft has been great. Yeah, you know what? That this is. I think they're going to make each other great. I think you're right. I think uh, Bethesda, you know, they they ha they kind of had some issues. You know, if you, you think about Fallout 76, and they kind of had a few stumbles. Um, I think that both of these behemoths are actually going to make each other better in the biggest way possible. Um, CYV Studios drops a very generous $5 super chat and says, hey, as a film editor with over 10 years of experience, that trailer was awesome. Mind-blowing, 10 out of 10. Let's go panel and don't forget about Outriders. Oh, no, we have not. And I think that is a big, big deal. I think that there's some under underhandedness underhanding goodness because, of course, you know, we were talking before and, you know, I thought small. I said, you know, maybe Microsoft bought people. People can fly. But then someone in, in the green room was saying, well, what if they bought Square Enix? And I just haven't announced it yet. And this is why. It's in, and and now, now the wheels start to turn. I'm like, holy crap. This is, this is, this is, they're on to something here. We did hear Square Enix was up for sale and Microsoft was interested. Well, we don't know. They'll, I guarantee you they will tell us when the time is right. Oh, my brother from the Iron Lords podcast, Lord Cognito, does a very generous $5 super chat and says, at work, but wanted to send some love to Lord Boom and the fam. Hashtag, oh, I just missed it. Hold on a sec. Cog, let me get you back over here. This chat is crazy. It is, it is going so fast. The Lord's work. Yeah. Lord's hashtag work. the Lord's work. Yes, indeed, and indeed, and like I said, man, can, can I can, can I the book take, of X? Can can I take a second to funnel you over to the Iron Lords podcast? I mean, back to back weeks, they had Jason Ronald last week. 
that Jason Ronald, yeah, the guy that made the Series X, that dude was on their program, 15,000 views. It should be three times that, okay? And, of course, they had ACG this Sunday. Uh, which was an inc- four-hour podcast, folks. You want good, you want good original quality content. Head over to the Iron Lords podcast and give my brother Cognito, King David, and the rest of that crew a sub because they work real hard each and every week. And they're and they're one of my personal favorite shows, no doubt about that. Uh, Baby can, hand. Can I, wait, I'm sorry, Boom. Can yeah. I just add one one more thing about the sure? Because I really want to just take the time to shout you and them out, like. You guys had me on that show, and and um, I this is no bullshit, right? Like, whenever there's big Xbox news, I look forward to Sunday just <laughs> to hear King talk that talk. Every Sunday, I I got it on in the background. It's in the car. There's three four hour long show. Like, man, those those guys are great. So so shout out to Cog King Sav and uh and Addict. Yeah, it's big, big shout out to that crew over there. And King David, I mean, listen, he's 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 a left, right? He could do stand up, uh, especially when he talks about Phil Dominus, uh, Dominus Maximus, Aurelius Spencer, for sure. Uh, Baby Hand drops a very generous two dollars super chat and says, got my Series S and I'm happy with it. Underrated. Uh, do congratulations. Those things are hard to find. And yes, it is an m- incredible piece of technology. And I got news for you folks. I think that's going to be the best selling console this fall if everything that me and cog and the rest of the, the crew think is going to happen uh what their september october november is going to look like it's it's going to be complete madness black eyed dog another generous friend of the show he drops now sending five dollar super uh super sticker so let's listen Let, let's get the let's get the topic two here folks let me just uh make sure that I'm, I'm i'm writing down my show notes so i don't get yelled at by uh by anybody in the chat um we are at the 37 mark okay so check this out we know when you write these shows, right? You know, you 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 gotta you gotta you gotta put pen to paper, so to speak. And you know, with the confirmation of all Bethesda titles being exclusive to Xbox and PC, meaning no Sony and Nintendo releases unless already contracted, the question that I have, and this is a simple question, but I think it's gonna have a very complex answer from the chat and of course the very large panel, is Jim Ryan of PlayStation in crisis mode. And folks, I kind of think he might be. Now, when spoken aloud, right, titles like Fallout, Elder Scrolls, Doom, Wolfenstein, Dishonored, and so many others, finding a home in Xbox, that is a large gaping hole. And when you add that Microsoft is actively looking to add additional studios to the already stacked 23 first-party studios, along with, of course, 35 development teams, Sony PlayStation is looking like it might be in a little bit of trouble. Now, obviously, the question that I have is, what is Jim Ryan's next move? Can Sony respond with their own Bethesda-level acquisition and counter what Microsoft is doing? And I want to start with Cotton McCast. How does Sony respond? Oh, man. That's a, that's a tough question. I mean, on the, something on the level of Bethesda is escaping my mind. You know, I mean, if, it, if somehow they were to do something with it, if they had the money to do something with Capcom or someone, I don't know, who's as big? as Bethesda in my mind right now, how they respond is if they can somehow manage to keep pumping out the 
fantastic games that they've pumped out over the last gen, but at a higher uh, rate, you know, more frequently, that would definitely be an answer. Is, is that possible for them without making an acquisition? You know, that remains to be seen. I think personally that Sony's might have a little stress, but I don't think they're completely panicked as they probably should be in some people's eyes. But, you know, you never know. Uh, it's a big, it's a big deal. It's a lot of games and a lot of like well-renowned games that Xbox has just got their hands on. You know, it kind of changes the whole Xbox has no games statement to Xbox has your games now. You know what I yeah. mean? So yeah. I don't know. They, I feel like Sony normally has something up their sleeve where it just depends on what it is and if it's on the same level or not. You know, panicked. I don't know if they're panicked, but. You know, he's got some dance moves. We'll see what they got, you know? Yeah, I mean, listen, we, we, who, who knows at this point what they're going to do? Uh, I, I I put it to this way. You know, we're going to get into a, a, a second, the, the second half of the show is whether or not Game Pass is going right. to show up on PlayStation. Um, and I don't think it, again, I'll save my answer. I, I, I But I, I think it's going to be a very, very, uh, I don't think it's divided. I think we're all going to be on the same page. But I'll tell you what, man, if Microsoft keeps making these acquisitions, they're going to come a point where the industry, even even like the diehard Sony players are going to have to take notice. Right, it's and, undeniable. Yeah, I mean, there's just no no doubt no doubt about that. And I mean, again, when you when you take an Outriders now, again, I I, I want to stress this: Outriders is a AAA release. Now, you may personally not think so. Maybe it doesn't fall into what you consider a AAA release, but it's obviously made by People Can Fly, right? They're a great studio. On top of that, you have Square Enix doing the publishing for that. That's that's a big deal, folks, right? That That is a really, really big deal. So you, you turn around and you take that information and you, you somehow equate that to a day one release into Game Pass. Folks, this is what Phil Spencer talked about those years ago. If you remember when he got up on stage and talked about Xbox Game Pass and said that we were working to get we're working with third-party developers to get some big games in there. You know, things th these kinds of deals take time. And I think that a Square Enix saw the potential of Game Pass. I, I think that the Avengers, uh, you know, snafu might have scared them into, you know, we got to get this game into as, as many hands as possible, especially because it's a multiplayer game. Who, who, knows, who knows what the reason is? But I can tell you this, that's a big, big deal. And again, Sony isn't doing that. Um, you know, they, they they just don't have the infrastructure to do that. Hell, their own first party games are only in PS Now for three months and then they boot them out, which is ridiculous. Um, Mag, let's get your opinion on this. Mag, this is a question that I don't know if we're going to be able to answer tonight, but I'm interested to hear where your thought process is yeah. with everything going. I mean, right now everything is green for Xbox and, and of course it's Emerald green, but not so much for Sony. Mm -hmm. What do you think Jim Ryan's thought process and is, is he in crisis mode? You know, that's, that's a really tough question. That's almost got me tongue tied because I don't know how to answer that properly. And uh, I know that sounds funny coming from me. The guy doesn't know what to say all of a sudden, right? But I got to tell you something. It's got to be one hell of a conundrum over there. And the thing is, 
you have to also think for half a second. You would imagine that they kind of know what's going on, but they somehow don't seem to know what's going on because even, what was it, like three, four months ago, five months ago, Jim Ryan's like, I, I don't know if those games are coming. So, I mean, if he yeah. doesn't know, who the hell knows, right? You know what I mean? <laughs> so, like, you know, it's not like the coffee boy knows, but like, uh, sir, uh, Skyrim is, or uh, Elder Scrolls 6 is coming. Like, he doesn't know. So, the point is this. They've, if, if they don't really know what's going on, and I would imagine that Xbox is not going to be sharing this information with them. They're not going to be sending off memos to Sony saying, by the way, we're keeping this, we're keeping this, you guys can have that. They're not going to say anything. They, they, they spent that FU money to do what they want to do on their terms. And because of that, that is what they call in the business world a power move. Okay, so what they did is they took your hand and they turned it around the other way. Now your hand is on top. You know what I mean? So what, what's going on right now is that Sony's got a situation. And out now, out of curiosity, what I did is I looked up. Like, let's just take prices, for example. Okay, you talk about these games going into Game Pass and everything else. I went to the PlayStation Store earlier today just to look because of this particular topic that we're talking about tonight. And I looked up a few games. Now, listen to this, guys. Okay, this is nuts. I went in the, the, the PlayStation store. These are discounted, by the way, some of them. Star Wars Squadrons is $55 US. I'm just going to use US, okay? Just because, you know, I assume that most people listening to this are from the US. Now, Star Wars Squadron, uh, Squadrons is $55. It's in Game Pass. Yeah. FIFA 21 right now is still $80 on the PlayStation store. It's going into Game Pass. If it's not already there, I can't remember if it went in there. I actually think it's there. It's there now. Okay. Madden 21. 21, I don't think it's there yet. No. Oh, okay. Yeah. I think it's coming very soon. Anyway, I think that's yeah, what yeah, I yeah. heard. Maybe I uh, got Madden football manager was in there. Yeah, that's the one. Sorry. Okay, but you know, FIFA twenty one is not going to be far behind. Uh, Madden twenty one is in there. That's still eighty bucks. Wow. That's your whole year of Game Pass. Okay. Put that in perspective, guys. Now I'm talking about this not from a hardcore point of view, from a casual gamer. Okay, who plays, let's say, maybe one Star Wars game a year, maybe a Call of Duty and uh, a sprinkle of FIFA and Madden or maybe NHL or something, right? You just paid for Game Pass with three games, one of them discounted. Okay, so that you put that in perspective. Now, that, now Sony has to look at that. It may not happen right away because it takes a long time. Boom, you've said this a million times before on a million podcasts. It's it, it, You can't turn a big ship, you know, on a dime, Okay. So now Sony is in the position of having to turn the big ship. Microsoft's been turning that ship for four years, five years, however long it's taken to gotten to get to this point where now they're calling the shots. Sony's got to start turning the ship because now I would think that their antiquated business practices are done because people are going to start to wake up. I know this sounds really melodramatic, but guys, hear me out. People will be done who's going to go buy Outriders for 80 bucks right now or for next when it comes out in a few weeks when you could get it in Game Pass? Why would you buy Madden 22, let's say, coming up, okay? Or FIFA 22 or whatever. Whatever Star Wars game is coming. That's another thing, guys. I'm not buying Battlefield. The, but one of the biggest games I've waited waiting for all your third-party games besides Resident Evil 8 is Battlefield 6. I ain't buying it. You know yeah. why? I got a feeling. Okay, I got a feeling. Thank you, Black Eyed Peas. That you know what? Let me tell you something. I have a feeling Battlefield Six. You guys, hey man, you guys, you never know. Would any of you a month ago thought that Outriders were going to show up in Game Pass? 
I didn't no, think so. No. Not a chance in hell. But now, and I think Everborn said it in, in his in his uh, last section there, you don't know what these guys are going to do. Like, you just don't know. Like, it's unbelievable that, like, you don't know what's going to come next is what I was getting at. You don't know what's going to, their next move is. Their next move could be major. It could be small. But they just all seem to be big. And I think they've been waiting for these moments to get this avalanche going. So, like, I, I bet you any money, watch that Battlefield 6 will show up in Game Pass day one. You watch. I might be wrong, but you never know. So there's that. So are people going to start, the Sony players are going to start going, what the hell are we doing? Why am I spending 700, let's say for, for a hardcore, okay? Because if a hardcore will buy, let's say, whatever exclusives they come that year, let's say about two, okay? Two or three exclusives that you're going to buy. Okay, and then all of a sudden you buy a couple of multiplats, right? Like let's say your Call of Duty, your Battlefields, whatever. You're already talking $500, maybe six. Now, Microsoft, 180 bucks or 150 bucks or whatever you can get a deal on. Dude, you wait, for, you, you wait for Black Friday and you can exactly. probably pick it up for half price. Exactly. I had, friend, I had a friend of mine buy two years that cost them the price of one year. Well, there you go. Okay. So now you start looking at that. What's going to happen is the casual players who make up 80%, we all know this, make up at least about 80% of the, of the, uh, the market out there for gamers. Okay. They're going to start going, what are we doing? Who's going to keep buying these games? So now this is where Sony's got to go, oh, crap. Guys, we got to figure this out. So what they're going to do, they're going to have to do something. They cannot keep going the same route. Now, the other thing is, though, now here's the other uh, quadruple edge sword here. The other situation is that, yes, Sony makes to date, okay, to date, we don't know how things are going to go in the future, to date, the best first-party games in the business, better yeah. than Nintendo, in my opinion. I think Sony makes the best first-party exclusives Easy. in the business. Easy. Easily. Okay? No, no, no. I'm playing Days I'm, Gone. I'm, I'm, okay? I'm saying easy on the uh, best in the business. Those oh, Zelda come on, games. man. I'm playing Days Those Gone Zelda now. Games. Everybody said it sucks. I'm crying over here. I got tears. Because <laughs> I'm like, oh, come on, man. Don't, don't come at my guy, Link. That's all I'm oh, saying. For the love of God. Uh, <laughs> talk to Rand. See what he thinks about it. <laughs> Anyways, in all seriousness, they make the best first party, uh, per, uh, per, uh, first party games in the business. But the thing is, how long are they going to keep going when Microsoft starts releasing games of the same caliber for nothing? And I mean nothing. I mean like in the terms of the price of Game Pass. Because you know when those big... When Elder Scrolls Six comes out, I'm not going to rhyme off every game. You guys know it's coming out, okay? And Avowed and, and Fable and all this other stuff. When they're coming out on a service for $15 a month, and then Sony's releasing the same caliber, okay? Let's let's assume that they're same caliber, but they're charging 80 bucks. So at the end of the day, you're paying quadruple what you would be paying on the Xbox. I'm sorry. They're going to have to do something. And I don't know what it is. No one says that they got to do their PlayStation Now and turn it into a Game Pass. I don't think that they're going to do that. They're going to have to figure something else out. As for what they're going to do, I'm not going to lie to you guys. I have no idea what they're going to do. But I would not want to be in that boardroom sitting there going, guys, we need to fix this. And figure this out because not now, not next year, but in about two years from now, they're going to have to deal with this because otherwise they're going to get bowled over by Xbox, by Microsoft, excuse me. By the way, that's another thing. Did you, I sorry, I didn't want to keep rambling here, but you know what? Another, another interesting thing. Have you noticed that all the heads now of Xbox don't call Game Pass Xbox Game Pass anymore? 
Do you see how they're changing the branding? They're literally just calling it Game Pass. Game, Game Pass. Pass. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. And I noticed that because now all of a sudden they were calling it Xbox Game Pass, Xbox Game Pass, Xbox Game Pass. Now you got Greeny, you got Phil, you got all these other guys. They're all just saying Game Pass. And I noticed it and I'm going, whoa, what's going on? You didn't, you didn't hear my intro song? Come on. I said Game Pass too, baby. Come on. <laughs> I know. I, I, I try not to listen to you singing. But anyways, the point oh, is. Man. I my feelings. <laughs> I think that what's happening is they're rebranding the situation and the Game Pass juggernaut. If you're not on board, you're going to get run over or you're going to have to become a niche market. You're going to have to become a niche product because I don't know where this is going to go. I don't know what they're going to do. But when you're looking at these two kind of prices, which I just laid out for everybody right now to look at, I'm sorry, there is no competition. So people will open their eyes to it because there are savvy consumers out there. It's been a rough year for the world, okay, financially, emotionally, everything because of this whole whole pandemic situation, everything else. When people start to come out of that situation, no one's throwing money, making it rain. They got to start rebuilding their lives, a lot of yeah. families and stuff mm-hmm. like that. So this is a serious situation. So anyways, as for what they do, I have no idea, but I am super eager to find out what their game plan is going forward. You know, I'll say this, uh, you know, again, I don't, I don't want to get too far off topic, but you take a game like Returnal. I talked about this on today's uh, pop-up podcast that happened at noon. Uh, Returnal is by Housemark. Now, if if you're not a Sony fan, maybe you don't know who Housemark is. I I think I love the developer. I think that it is almost a crime against humanity that uh, Sony hasn't acquired them and made them officially first party, which is still it, it, it's a conundrum for sure. But they have a game coming out. Obviously, Returnal is the game. The problem with Returnal is that it's we don't know a lot about it. We finally saw a trailer at at, at the uh, you know the so so Sony event to start the year. I, I didn't think it was a, the greatest event. I don't think it was terrible. Gave it a six out of ten for me personally. Um, here's the problem. The problem is that Returnal is a new IP, right? It's a new IP that costs seventy seven dollars here in the United States after tax. Are you going to pay $77 for an unknown IP? No, nope. you're not. You're not. You're not you're not going to do that. You are going to try the game if it was in um Sony's, you know, greatness pass, but it's not because they don't have that. Now let me just kind of flip it over for a second and get the people, you know, stoke the fires. We're, we're an hour just under an hour into the show. We have almost uh 650 people here. Let me stoke the fire, get you guys all fired up. This is what I think September and October, November looks like for Microsoft in Xbox Game Pass. And mind you, I'm not talking about Scorn and The Ascent and the other 21 other games that are coming into Game Pass that are going to be bangers on their own. I'm talking about AAA bombs. This is what their this is this is what their their 90 day uh, um, route, you know routing, if you will, of the industry is going to look like. September, we're getting uh, Forza uh, 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 Horizon Five. Uh, October, we're getting Starfield. And in, in November, we're getting Halo Master Chief Collection. Now, think about that. Now, again, I don't know that for sure. I haven't called Phil. He hasn't called me back. Maybe. I'll know by the end of the day. But if that comes to fruition, folks, that is an that will be one of the most incredible 90 days Microsoft has had with first party in nearly a decade, right? We, we talk about the seven years 
And again, I'll be the first one to tell you, all of their first party stuff, I loved it and beat it all. Loved it. And I would love to see as many of them come back. But it's been a while since they've had one AAA bomb after another. If that, if, if what I'm saying comes to fruition, and that September, October, November uh, levies Forza Horizon 5, Starfield, and Halo Infinite. With And again, we don't know what, what Sony's going to do. I have a feeling... That because most of their games are mo-capped, let's 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 call a spade a spade here, folks. Uh, that industry was crippled for over a year. I don't even think Horizon, um, uh, the Forbidden West, hits this year. I think it misses its mark. And if that's the case, we know Gran Turismo's been delayed. All we have, right? If you're a Sony fan, and I'm a fan, is Returnal and uh, and Ratchet and Clank. That's it. We don't know what's going on with Sony. And if Microsoft could somehow get those three games, oh, my God, what a year would be for Xbox. On, a, on top of a year, they announced that they own Bethesda now. It's, 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 it's just bananas. So all of that combined tells me that, yes, Sony is in crisis right now, more specifically Jim Ryan. But let's get our cyber on this. Cyber. He, he, the, the question is simple, but I think it's a very it's a very thought perplexing answer that you're going to have. Is there a crisis going on at PlayStation right now? And should PlayStation fans be concerned? Um, a crisis? I'm not sure. But concerns? Absolutely. Um, to an extent. Right. I think Sony is a, a beast. I think I, I'm with Mag on this when they say um, uh, it. It's something, there's something about um, Sony's first party studios that they, they they just knock it out of the park. The quality is there by far one of the best in the business, right? So they rely on their first party for a long time. Um, uh, they, they'll rely on their first party so they can, you know, maybe get to this hurdle. So let's say if they do release uh, Forbidden West out you know this year but when is enough subs when is enough when is enough subscribers to game pass gonna start to worry them right how far ahead are they gonna get on game pass for sony to maybe think hey maybe the ties are switching here and we need to uh make have a solution to something like game pass now we're gonna have all of Bethesda's, uh, maybe all of Bethesda's first party um, or future games going exclusive, exclusive to wherever Game Pass is available, right? And I don't know if they're panicking yet, but they're definitely trying to figure out a solution where they can uh, keep their fan base happy. Now, is that that solution only, you know, putting out kind of like what Jim Ryan alluded to before, you know, um, smaller games, but quality games, right? I think he mentioned before something like, oh, we're going to, we want to try to put more games out, but um, a, a, a smaller game rather than a 40 hour experience. Right. Um, with that said, game pass, the more you, I think I mentioned this on the podcast before as well, uh, a couple of weeks ago, the more you allow people to look at your comp your competition, they may look a little, you know, look and stay over there. The more you let PlayStation fans keep keep uh, Xbox or Game Pass grab their attention, 
the more appealing am I, am, am I seem to them. And then they're going to start questioning, it, especially like with Outriders, why am I going to pay 70, 80 bucks, 100 bucks, whatever it is the case on another platform when I can get it right here for literally $10 a month, you know, or $10 for the first month just so you can try the game, you know? Um, Jim Ryan, I think if it was up to him, He's, you know, he was their CFO. He understands the money and he wants to just, you know, make money pretty much for the company. I think if it was up to him, it's going to reach one, a, 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 a time where it's either he's going to have to potentially do something similar to Game Pass or he's just going to say, hey, what let's talk about how we can put game pass here on playstation because i think if you were to say something like that um i think phil would totally be open uh will be you know open to it he would sign that deal in a heartbeat you know so i'm not sure if panic is uh is i'm, I'm not sure if they're panicking yet but there are certainly some concerns I would say, you know, over at Sony looking at this deal, because kind of like what Cotton mentioned earlier, I don't think they have the capital to pull, to pull off a big move like a Bethesda move that you no. know, I don't I'm not sure if they have the capital. For I, that, I, I don't but, I don't think that they do. So but that does leave room for, you know, double A studios, you know, and more in the smaller studios that could, you know, are that are very talented as well for Sony to go ahead and and scoop them up. And and just to go a little bit further, this is what we, the consumers, the gamers, the fans, this is what we want from both platforms, or it doesn't matter what platform you want, you want this level of competition because that's what, what's going to do is who's going to win on this? We are, you know, this level of competition. You see Microsoft pulling all, all the bells and whistles for the Xbox fans. This is going to, in turn, have Sony have to turn around and do something to combat that, you know, to answer for that. So either way, um, if we don't hear anything from Sony within, I would say, this year in in regard in regards to what Game Pass is doing and all of Bethesda's games or future games, I should say, going exclusively to where Game Pass is allowed. Um, I don't know, man. It's going to be interesting to see what's going to happen. I agree. And again, we don't, we don't really know. But I, uh, Crispy, I, I want to get your opinion on this. You know, look, I, I say crisis, and I don't think he's, you know, you know, he's 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 having a conniption or or, or a breakdown in any way. But at some point. He has to realize that maybe the sleeping giant that they didn't pay attention to just woke up. And look, again, I, I don't know if X, and we're going to get into it in the second topic of the show, whether or not Xbox actually shows up there. But man, I mean, I, I listen, I, I get it. Sony makes great, great first party games. There's no doubt about it. I mean, listen, I talk about their first party games all the time. I love them all. I, I love them for exactly what they are. Story-driven, narrative-focused, adult-themed, over-the-shoulder third-person games. That's what Boom likes. They're single-player. I enjoy them. I enjoy the story and, and, and the characters that come to each one of these games. But we also have to take into account that sometimes these games take five and six years to come out. And right now, 
Microsoft with 23 studios and 35 teams, and they're being a ver- very aggressive in the you know the third party uh, you know games coming to Xbox Game Pass, as well as all of the second and third party deals that we don't know about. I I, I think Sony might might be behind the eight ball. What what are your thoughts on this? Tin foil hat time, people. Here we go. Um, number one, Sony has consolidated a lot of their things. All of their 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 revenue and everything else is going into one funnel at this point. Um, number two, they move their their studios, their their main you know aspect of their entire gaming aspect to California. Uh, number three. They have literally alienated their own market, which is Japan, because I I see it and, and I I like I say I follow a lot of people on Twitter and and everything else, and I have to do the the translate and all that, but they are not happy. Okay. Also, I will I will rewind for you real quick when. I originally started podcasting. I said, the problem with Sony is, is they have been ignoring multiplayer games. They have been absolutely ignoring them. Like you're going to gain revenue from just releasing a game and selling 20 million. When you have 150 million consoles out there, you are not going to do that. You have to gain money from other means, especially with, the amount it costs to make a game nowadays. Also, the Bethesda acquisition. Most of Bethesda's games up until like 76, and if you go into, you know, the mobile games and and Elder Scrolls Online, most of them are single player. That's another thought process. Not only that, Xbox has already had multiplayer games that have been great, even when it didn't matter. Like a Gears, like a Halo, like a Forza now. Okay? What you have to understand is that gamers are competitive, number one. Number two, competitive against an AI only goes so far. The only way it's really logical is if you're playing a Destiny, a Division, something where you have more points or you end up carrying the team. And that's still multiplayer. You bring a game like Outriders in there, okay? Which is basically a different clone of the same game. It's taking a Gears, a Destiny, a Division, and and whatever else you want to call it, into the same realm in one game. And this is, you know, published by Square Enix. And they just let it happen. They already know where the multiplayer gamer is, or they would have not done that. Also, I believe if if they didn't get paid a shit ton of money to do this, they might have been bought. Yeah. And I only say that because Square Enix is in bed with Sony. They are in bed. You, you can't play games that Square Enix has developed or even publish, or both, on Xbox because they're exclusive, at least timed, on PlayStation. 
there is an issue going on in PlayStation right now because they alienated the people that they have developed for four years. They, they're, they're just basically dissolving Japan Studios. They, they have moved their, their major development studios into America, yet you have the largest RPG, Western RPG gaming aspect owned by Xbox at this point. You have a problem, and you have you have given us lackluster multiplayer. If they're not timed, or you call them exclusive games on your side, while Xbox has been doing this forever, and they know when there's fire sitting there for a multiplayer game like Outriders, for example, might not be everybody's cup of tea. But if it's twenty millions cup of tea. They're going to be happy with that because they're going to be constantly in that game. Yeah, that I agree. brings engagement to Game Pass. Now, you want to solve the problem, Sony. Here's what you do. You actually develop games that have a great single-player and multiplayer aspect. You stop doing that after the SOCOMs, the Kill Zones, you know, at least one and two, all these games. You have to bring both aspects involved. Number two, you you either make PlayStation Plus or PlayStation Now your realm, and you make that your realm. I would say Plus, not Now, because Now just doesn't have the engagement. You, you just basically say, Now you are a part of Plus. We are going to release our games day and date. Our exclusive games will be day and date. Because I have seen companies dissolve. And it starts with what we're seeing right now. And I do not want to see that, by the way. What I'm saying is, is that the writing's on the wall and they've ignored Xbox. And Xbox has been investing in different parts to build the foundation for a much bigger thing. And PlayStation's been sitting there like, oh, we have all these consoles sold. But until like a certain point, you're not making money off those consoles. On top of that, your entire infrastructure of making movies at this point has been destroyed by this pandemic. They are reeling at this point. You can't even buy a movie on PlayStation coming up. Yeah. So mm-hmm. hey, there's a problem. And, and I'm afraid. I, I do not want. Well. I trust Xbox to do the right thing because they have Game Pass and and that still looks logical, but I do not want a monopoly when it comes to my big AAA exclusive. I don't want that ever. And you know what? I'm not going to sit here and say I will never buy a PlayStation 5. You know what I'm saying? But my point is is that they they have ignored long enough and they need to do something really spectacular for their gaming community because they're still there. They still pay attention. They still might only have a PlayStation 4 or a PlayStation 5. You need to say, you know what? Our exclusives are coming day and day. And I think that will help them tremendously. And it will and Boom will continue to get the games that he loves. And the games that I haven't played, especially through the PlayStation 4 generation, I get to enjoy on a PlayStation because that's the way it should be. 
I mean, you, ha- you make a lot of great points. You make a lot of great points. I, I don't know. It, I mean, look, it, it, it's. I, I'll tell you this. Uh, with Jim Ryan's comments where he came out and said that the PlayStation gamers are not enough to continue funding these big AAA games that are, he said it, upwards of $50 million to make. Uh, some of these games are on the level of film. Uh, there's no doubt about that. Um, so that's why a lot of these games are going to PC because the PC market is has you know millions and millions of players that maybe don't want to buy a PlayStation Five or a PlayStation Four. You know, you do have a master race there that just wants to play games, and that's why games like Horizon Zero Dawn and, did very and, and well. And a lot of people, I, I just want to point this out. A lot of people ignore what he said, but that's during them supporting playstation 4 and playstation 5 but also have over 100 million consoles out there and he said that so think about that for a second yeah well i mean again if you look at the 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 ratio between how many of the quote-unquote 120 million consoles equate to their first party the only one that jumps off the page and there's a couple of them you know god of war sold very well let's 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 just say 20 million that they sold for God of War. I think Spider-Man, it was originally like 20. I, I, I would I would dare say they're probably closer to 25 for Spider-Man, right? But that's not, but that's not all their games. You know what I'm saying? They have to sell five million copies of said game just to break even. And if they don't sell five million copies, then you know, obviously it it, it they're in a bit of trouble. Uh, Everborn, uh, you know what? Before I get to you, Everborn, let me grab Clowns. Clowns, are you there, brother? Okay, I'm maybe. here. Okay, I'm here. so so let's get your let's get your opinion on this. Is is, is there a crisis going on at Sony after this Bethesda deal? Is Jim Ryan trying to figure out what the next move for for Sony is? Well, you know, I think that there certainly is some concern there. Is it a crisis? Are they in crisis mode like SOS nine one one? I don't think so. However, I think they see the writing on the wall that Xbox from here is only going to get bigger. Like they know that Xbox Game Studios is not done purchasing other studios and looking for acquisitions. So Sony is probably going to try to funnel as much cash as they can to grab something or try to make a deal with something so that Xbox doesn't take it. Because if Xbox keeps expanding Xbox Game Studios, Sony is going to have a huge problem in the fact that they're going to get to a point where they're going to their fans are going to want certain games on their console. Like I'm sure there's huge Bethesda fans on Sony consoles, right? But they're going to have to allow Game Pass on their consoles if they don't start acquiring studios themselves. There's no there's no way around it because how many times can you keep playing a single player experience and then all of a sudden all these third party titles are getting bought up? Right. And they're going in the Game Pass ecosystem, you know, in the future. So, yeah, Sony's got some problems and they need to to actually put some money out there and acquire something besides Insomniac and whoever else they've acquired. But, man, I'm telling you, I've had a feeling that I would not be surprised if Xbox grabs Square Enix or Capcom or Sega and Atlas right out of Sony's hands because I'm just telling you right now, if they got Capcom or Sega Atlas, that's that's a huge market in Asia, and that's a big problem for Sony because Sony's got a big base over in Europe and Asia. And uh, just for example, boom, I'm going to tell you this, right? So one of my buddies that lives in Europe, Belgium, 
all his friends have PlayStations. All of them. They all prefer PlayStation. They even traded their Series X's in because they waited for a PlayStation 5 to come in. But now one of them called him up and said, you know what? This Bethesda thing's a big problem. I'm not going to be able to play future Bethesda titles outside of the Xbox ecosystem. And I don't know when Sony's going to allow Game Pass on it. And I love Skyrim and I love Fallout. This is a problem. Yeah. And he's like, now I got to go get an Xbox because Sony hasn't given us any direct confirmation if they're making any deals to get Game Pass or if they can get uh, news from Bethesda, which titles are going to be available, and which aren't. And yeah. that's the key that Microsoft's holding. They don't have to tell Sony beforehand. They can keep this a secret at the very last minute. And then they can be like, you know what? The next Elder Scrolls after this one, uh, no, that's going to be Xbox ecosystem only. Oh, oh, you know, future updates to so-and-so. Oh, Xbox ecosystem only. You know, and Starfield was very hyped up. And it's looking more and more like every day I'm going to owe Brandon Kid Smooth because it looks like that's going to be exclusive to the Xbox uh, ecosystem. Let me, let me just help your point real quick, clowns. Um, Todd Howard back in, uh, yeah, the Bethesda conference after he was questioned on that. And he could not confirm that it would come to Starfield itself would not confirm to to come to every single console and PC. So he could not confirm that, and he kind of beat it around the bush like a hundred times. If you actually go look at that, I don't remember who 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 interviewed him, but I was I was like, whoa, wait a second, like this that they, they could have been talking about this because actually he said himself that Starfield has been been basically uh trademarked since 2013 think wow. about that well you know something else here's, here's a great point as well uh and, and i don't i don't know who it might have been paris lily from the x cast actually said this if i'm not mistaken uh if starfield was going to be available on the playstation 5 he, jim ryan would have come out right after this conference and be like, take it easy, folks. We, we, you know, we, uh, you know, Starfield coming to PlayStation Five soon, but it's not an exclusive. He, they would have said something. He couldn't Microsoft say anything. Did the same thing when Resident Evil, when they showed the the Resident Evil Village trailer at the Sony show, because they knew they were getting it, and they put the trailer right on the yep. Xbox YouTube channel and said yep. it. That's standard operating procedure. If you know you're getting the game, you don't want the mindshare going to other places. So you would say something. Yeah, no no doubt about that. Listen, let me catch up with some of these super chats. There's, I mean, there's been, wow, a lot of them. So I, I, like I said, I'd feel like a heel if I if I miss any of them. Hold on just a second. Let me just rewind this. Wow, there's a lot of them. Okay, hold on just a second. Um, okay, so I, I'm, I'm pretty sure I'm up to date with this. Eagles fan 76 drops an outstanding $2 super chat and says next gen uh, CD um, uh, cyberpunk 2077 fixed going to game pass. I'm predicting I, you know what, dude, I wouldn't doubt that. I mean, they have the marketing um, raw 89 drops a very generous $2 super chat. And he says stalker Two this summer. Yeah, dude, stalker two looks dope. And I, and I hope that does come out this summer. That's going to be awesome. CKO Yumi drops a very generous $2 super chat and says five months unlimited game pass is better than one PlayStation 5 game, and I would would be very hard-pressed to disagree with that statement. Uh, I mean, you just got to look at the value proposition. Raw 89 drops an additional 
very generous fried owl super chat and says if sony doesn't deliver um hfw which i believe is um, horizon forbidden west and or god of the god of war this year xbox is running away with 2021 game of the year and that's going to skyrocket xbox hype and momentum oh indeed it would no doubt about that plus plus that's going to um incorporate into sales now again microsoft has been very clear Will they be happy if you buy a console? Sure. Of course they will. They sell an S. The, the S exists for the casual audience. The X is for the hardcore. I mean, that's the reality, right? But they don't care where you play. If you want to play on your phone, your tablet, your pewter, and later on this summer, your TV, no one cares. As long as you pay you $15 a month, Microsoft is happy. Um, Reggie Mobile 9, another generous friend of the show, he drops. Now, standing five dollars super chat and says year twenty twenty three. Oh, hold on a sec. Where are you there? Oh, this chat is really wow. I mean, there is a lot going on here. Holy cow! Uh, Six hundred and fifty people here, folks. Hit the like button while I find. Um, oh my goodness, you know, you know, you know, it's it's going crazy hey, when I can't. Hey, hey, boom! If this is Reggie, I can read it for you. I got it. Yeah, I got it. Got it. Year twenty twenty three, and Game Pass is putting out a triple a a game per quarter from the all of their studios sony cannot compete with that i agree they they cannot compete with that at all it, it it's just it's not feasible folks you just have to do the numbers let's i i think sony has 15 first party studios i might be off one or, or you know negative or positive let's say they have 15 first party studios right their games are usually 5 years worth of development per title right we know sometimes even more so than that. If Microsoft with their 23 and 35 teams, the, just the numbers are there. I'm a numbers kind of a guy. They just cannot compete. Microsoft may be in a position, and this is crazy. We talked about this on the Xbox Factor podcast a couple of weeks ago. They actually might have so many games, they're going to have to wait on releasing some of them because they can't drop all of them in at one. They're just not going to be able to do that. Uh, Dan uh, Lazaro drops a very generous $5 super chat, and he says this. Even if PlayStation starts their own uh, own Game Pass, can they actually compete with the Bethesda Purchase, Fallout, Elder Scrolls, and all the other RPGs they own? No, I don't think that they can. And I think that's why I think they're in crisis mode. Um, Shane um, Piper drops a very generous $5 super chat and says this. Do you think? Uh, do you guys think that with Phil's focus on Japan, that he would pour resources into Tango GameWorks and create a second team there? I don't doubt it at all. Japan is big for Phil, and what's interesting is they already have the Western RPG market cornered. That's the end of the story. You can't even bring anything to my, to, 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 you know, to, to my to my table. And and we didn't even count Fable in there. OPS, by the way, and potentially Hellblade Two, which might be an open world RPG. We don't know, right? So they they have the Western market, but rest assured, Phil wants to have a presence in Japan. And if you can get some big time JRPGs to come to Xbox, more specifically Xbox Game Pass, my God, you are talking uh, some big numbers in that region of the world where Microsoft has in many, many years past failed terribly. Um, let's see. We have X Burke drops a very generous $5 super chat and says, I'd love to see Sony's transition as Xbox uh, has out of necessity. 
it would make it better for everyone in the long run. Listen, you know, they all say that uh, competition bre uh, breeds greatness. And the reason why Microsoft is currently the dominating in every facet of gaming is because they got their ass handed to them in the last generation. I mean, that's that's a reality, folks. They got their teeth kicked in. And you know what? Remember, I don't know how many older guys are in the chat. Do you remember the old comic books on the back page had the kid getting sand kicked <laughs> in his face? You know what I'm talking about there, Mag. Yeah. And, yep. and, then, and then the summer goes by and he comes back and he's this big beefy dude and he beats up the bully. <laughs> yeah. That's Microsoft. Yeah, that is much, Microsoft. Yeah. Yeah, all, only old, old, old timers know what I'm talking about. <laughs> Infinite Double A drops a very generous $5 super chat and says, the Bethesda deal was, was big for Xbox. Xbox isn't going to stop until they steal more and more mind share and they shouldn't stop. Yeah, I 100% agree. Um, Stitch 6669 drops a very generous $5 super chat and says, well, if we go by Phil's desk ornaments, I say that the next big one is either Konami or Kojima-related thoughts. Oh, yeah, they're working with Kojima right now. Uh, that's, 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 a, that's a fact. Um, Clowns, anything else you want to add to your, your point or, so I can bring in um, Everborn? Or are you good? No, I just want to say that, you know, the only thing that that PlayStation has is PS Now, and that's nowhere compared to the level that Xbox is at with um, Game Pass. And that's oh, I because got, I got, Play, PlayStation yeah. just doesn't care. No, nah, I don't know if they care. I, 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 I got some stats that I'm going to read about whether or not Xbox Game Pass shows up on shows up on Sony. But Everborn, listen, from a businessman to a businessman. Uh, Microsoft is making all the big, all the big, all the big moves, but more importantly, all the right moves. And I think that early, early on, listen, I'm not saying that the PlayStation is going to pack its shit up and go home. PlayStation is the PlayStation Five is a great console, and I'm not saying that because I'm a, I, I support all three consoles. I really enjoy what I've what I've played on the PlayStation Five, but. If you look at what they have coming out 2021, the pickings are slim, whereas Microsoft has set themselves up to dominate. And of course, this Bethesda deal really just puts the mindshare back in the favor of Microsoft. I mean, no one no one remembers the uh, the Xbox hundred and twenty dollars a year, uh, you know, Xbox Live Gold thing anymore. Right. Do, do, we, do, you, do you remember that happened? Well, people were like, yeah, whatever. Bethesda. <laughs> right. So, Everborn, Listen, let me, is Sony in crisis mode? All right. Let, let me, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to read a passage to you that you're going to think is from the Book of X, but it is actually from PushSquare.com. Okay. I just want you to listen to this. From, this is from one of their writers, Sammy Barker. Um, it's hard not to look over the fence and feel a few pangs of jealousy. While PlayStation has comparatively has a comparatively loaded slate of upcoming software, Microsoft is making big moves that threaten to disrupt the status quo. We've seen it complete its acquisition of Bethesda, effectively dwarfing Sony's first-party operation. While its Game Pass initiative, regardless of financial viability, is making games like Returnal look it like daylight robbery in comparison. PS Plus, to Sony's credit, is uh, an outstanding value right now, but as time moves forward, PlayStation is going to need to react. And I just want to do one more paragraph. Frankly, Beth the Bethesda thing has changed the game. And while we don't expect Sony to roll over and let its tummy be tickled, 
it's going to need to invest. The strength of the Japanese giants first party studios is not up for debate and the pipeline continues to be among the best in the industry. But so, but with Sony Japan, but with Japan studio shut down, media molecules seemingly tethered to the largely unpopular dreams and Sony San Diego making MLB the show for multiple platforms, the formerly unstoppable PlayStation Studios is beginning to look a little light. It's really hard to criticize the platform holder for banging out Game of the Year nominees on an annual basis, but the blockbuster games are taking more time to develop than they ever have before. Can Insomniac Games, Guerrilla Games, Sony Santa Monica, Sony Ben Studios, Sucker Punch, and Naughty Dog carry the burden of the first party development alone? I don't know. So I'm going to leave it there. You guys can check out that article, Sam, Sammy Barker on pushsquare.com. That is a Sony-driven website. Now, yeah. I want to say, another, so, so the writing, it, the veil has been uplifted. People are taking the red pill, so to speak, right? <laughs> and so I, I want to I say first three words, adapt or die. That is going to be the difference, and that is good for all of us because Sony will have to fight for our dollars as they had in the beginning of the PlayStation 4 generation and as they did at the end of the PlayStation 4 generation. That is just a fact. Now, I don't know whether, uh, like, until Sony says it's not coming out this year, um, God of War and Horizon uh, Forbidden West, I'm just going to assume they are coming out. But what I'm saying is God of War is going to go up against Halo, right? Right. And, and Forbidden West is going to go up against Starfield. And I'm sorry, my friends, that is what you call competition. And again, what, what feels like is happening. Are you all familiar with the, the old fable, pun very much intended, the tortoise and the hare? Yeah. Right? Everybody's like, you know, Sony's game of the year. Everything's great. We'll let the games do the talking. And just little by little, you see these moves that are being made. Now, I will say, as of today, Sony is fine. They have to keep doing what they're doing. However, you cannot sit there or, and rest on your laurels because guess what? Microsoft is not done, right? So we can all acknowledge that, that, that Xbox needed Bethesda and Sony didn't. But now we're in a phase where um, Microsoft is looking at all of this. They're looking at the positive reaction. They're looking at the increased Game Pass numbers, which we'll probably hear about soon. They're looking at the general media. Um, um, they're becoming a media darling again, right? Yeah. Slowly but surely, and people are begrudgingly doing it. But what happens is a lot of people, and you all know this, everyone makes these things, especially the media, a zero-sum game. So now... Microsoft does this, even though Sony's fine, the media starts to look at Sony like, well, what are you doing? And Sony says, don't worry, we're gonna do the same thing. And the media looks at them and says the same thing. That doesn't apply anymore, right? And so more and more what Xbox is doing is permeating into the public consciousness and people are starting to catch on the thing that we knew all this time so i think sony is fine at this moment today but once once microsoft buys another publisher they don't want to get to a place where where they look up and they are surrounded right and i also want to say sony did this to themselves in that 
they tried to lock Microsoft out of content. They tried to box them out of the game, right? They said, we're going we're gonna to buy all these exclusives, right? We are going to make all these second party deals because we make one kind of game really well. And by really well, I mean they, they are the best in the industry at what they do. But they do one thing, right? And, and they've relied on their first place position to prop them up with these, these second and third party deals. And we saw that happen in the 360 generation. But guess what? That only works when you are in first place. And I guarantee you, Outriders is a case study, right? Everyone knows how Avengers flopped. And Avengers is the most recognizable IP in the world. I mean, right, right now, the MCU is the hottest thing ever, right? Right. And and that flopped. And now, what what did they have? Like 500 players in there the other day? It was bad. It was right? bad. And, yeah. And so, and so what the industry is going to look at, all other publishers and studios, they're going to say, wait, how many players does Outriders have because it's in Game Pass? Because they're already seeing some of these numbers with Destiny, right? We're seeing Destiny average out a million players. Right. And we're seeing half of that come from um, uh, Xbox and PC or, or or maybe just Xbox. Right. So so the the, the Xbox uh, players are rivaling Sony, even though Sony allegedly outsold it two and a half to one. Right. Why is that? That's Game Pass. And what what people who are doing games as a service games are going to see. I need to be in there. It is we're getting to a place where you are losing money by not being in Game Pass. And that is a scary future for Sony. Now, let's all be clear. If Sony today adopted the day and date Game Pass model, I think they would have more subscribers than Xbox, right? Because if you said that you would get every one of Sony's um, first party bangers in a service, they would do that. The problem is, I don't know that Sony has the capital to do a service that may lose money for the first five years, right? I don't know that they can stand to lose that money while making more acquisitions, because guess what? The reason Microsoft is buying all these studios is because they know one day um, everybody's going to look at the money that they're making. Listen, I grew up in the Bronx, right? And there's something I noticed. Whenever you saw like a barbershop or a restaurant open, Everybody around there would look at that barbershop or that restaurant and see how much money they were making. And they're like, I got to go open my own barbershop or restaurant. And a lot of the times they would do it across the street, <laughs> which made no sense to me. But other publishers are going to look at what Microsoft is doing. Sony is going to look at it. And I think that um, Google and Amazon, their Luna and Stadia services were just POCs to offer to publishers. They never hey, Everborn, do you mind if I add something to that? Yeah, yeah, please, please do. I was just going to challenge you on that just because haven't they tried to do it, but it hasn't been as successful as Game Pass? Now they're joining I, I actually, forces. I actually, I actually have the numbers, dude, and the numbers are yeah. ridiculous. You know, I, I was gonna say, I was gonna, I was, I, I was like gonna say, like, mm -hmm. yeah. Well, let, let me get, let me give you the the, the 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 breakdown of what Sony's been up to. Okay, they they launched. PS Now in uh, 2014, right? So we're in what year? 
uh, we're in uh, last time I checked 2021. So that's a seven year stretch, right? I'm no mathematician, but it's seven years. In those seven years, they have amassed three million subscribers. Seven years equates three million subscribers. Okay, so let's take a look at what Microsoft has been doing. They launched Xbox Game Pass in June of 2017. We're now four years later. 20 plus million subscribers. But but and why is that? That is day and date. And that and that's right. That's right. that's absolutely so, right. And so my my point is had Sony adopted the Game Pass model, which means all of their first party stuff, Spider-Man, God of War, uh Horizon Zero Dawn, um uh, Final Fantasy VII Remake, if all of that was in a service that people could pay $15 a month for and they knew about it, you would see different numbers there. I'm just saying I don't know that they Oh, I, I, ag- I agree that. with you. I agree with you uh, completely. And that's that's where I go and say they got to find the money. I mean, you know, Spider-Man Homecoming made them, you know, a considerable amount of money compared to what it was developed for. <laughs> It, it was it was in the the millions. Um, yeah, they broke a billion dollars with that film. They broke a yes, billion dollars, and, and and it cost them cost them. We'll, we'll say hypothetically seven hundred million to make. They they broke a billion. You still had three hundred plus million to play with. Um, that's that's the problem. You know they they have lost a huge part of their revenue because let's be honest, their, their TVs are not selling like Samsung and LGs. They're not. And you know, Samsung and LG keep, keep pushing themselves. No matter what you say, they, they keep, they keep fighting with each other. And that's where we go and say, like, you know, we love competition because, you know, you could buy LG one day and, you know, tomorrow Samsung could announce a TV that's way better. You know what I'm saying? And that's like Samsung and Apple. You know what I mean? Same kind of thing. They, they push each other. And a lot of people don't realize that my, my iPhone 11 has a Samsung screen, for the love of God. So that's how good they are making screens. So I, I look at Samsung and I say, I want to buy a TV from you when you actually come out with something worth buying. Right now, LG's kicking your butt on the TV market. But Sony's just sitting here like it is what it is. And they're not competing anymore. And you know, and that's what I feel like they're doing right now against Xbox. They're not competing. They think that there's their product is superior. And I get it. Your single player experiences are superior. But everybody forgets that there's so many people. Fortnite is still a thing, people. Okay, PUBG, still a thing. These are companies that don't even have a platform for the love of God and are making bank and and, and Fortnite's free to play. I mean, I, I we're in a different realm as a race. We well, we hey hey uh uh Crispy, you want to talk about races? What 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 did they say? The first to 10 million wins, right? Yeah. That's- but guess what? We're not talking about console sales anymore, right? Nope. The new metric is MAUs, monthly active users. Yes. How many millions does PlayStation now have versus Game Pass? The fight's I mean, done is, already. Yeah, the fight is fixed. It's yeah. over. 
right? So, I, and 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 this is this is my 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 ultimate point. Sony is fine today, but they will only be fine as long as they continue to be on top. And I think the trouble that they face is that they cannot be reactive, right? They need to be proactive in the sense that you don't want to turn around when it's too late. You don't want to be an also ran when it comes to these streaming services, because every day and every announcement, Xbox is cementing itself as the, the game subscription service to have. More and more, it's not like everyone every day, how many times a day do you hear the word Game Pass, right? And how many times do we hear the comparison to Netflix, right? And how many people try to compete and have their own service after Netflix? The only one that seems to have been successful so far is Disney, right? And they have enough of a catalog to do that. Yep. But does Sony want to be the Disney Plus making $6 a month? Or do they want to be the Netflix who is like at $18 a month right now, right? And 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 again, their Sony, this is not new. Sony as a company, and I think they do have a lot of money in the bank to make a large acquisition. I don't know how true this is, but if you Google um, Sony's cash on hand, they may have something like $40 billion with uh, only like $9 billion of debt, right? You can look it up. Please, somebody correct me if I'm wrong. I, I just did a quick Google search. So uh, if you're a financial expert, please let me know. That said, <laughs> um, they could do this, but I don't think that that is their company philosophy. And everything they have done has been when they were forced to, right? Who, who really, aside from the Dreamcast, right? But we're not going to count that. Who brought us online gaming to the console world? No, right. Xbox who, did. Yeah. Who brought us achievements which got cloned into trophies, which people pretend is the greatest thing ever, right? So who even even the whole Xbox Live service, that's where PlayStation Plus came from, right? They have let Microsoft introduce these new concepts into the gaming industry and then they've adopted them for their own, but this is one that takes long-term spending. And it is a long-term five to 10 year investment. And can Sony afford to make a bet that is that long? They're going to hold on to the traditional business model because it suits them as long as they can. But I, right? I, will, I will say this, it's not just that it suits them, it's because they have to because of your exact point. The long-term spending, is a problem for them because like I said, you have a, a total huge part of your ecosystem get destroyed by a pandemic. Now you have a problem. Okay. Right. And, 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 and listen, you, you're, you're, you're 100% right. And I just want to uh, just bring up another point about problems. Uh, Mike Lowry in the chat said HBO max is serious. It is serious, and I think that that is probably what is closest to what Sony would look like, would be the comparison to Sony. Because I would say um, Disney 
plus the comparison is Nintendo. I think Sony would be more along the HBO Max comparison, and they are doing great things. They're getting ready to put out the Snyder Cut this weekend. They're doing day and date releases with their movie things, but guess what? No one is subscribing. Yep. It doesn't. Yeah, well, and when you enter too late, no one cares. But you have to think about it this way. Um, you know, HBO is now owned by CBS, uh, Viacom, uh, no, whatever no, no, you want to call it. HBO is um is uh, AT and T owns HBO. AT and T bought them. Okay. Yeah. So so here here's the problem. Here's the problem I have. They're, they're investing in one aspect and not the other, and. And for this period of time, they're investing in their streaming aspect. So that's fine. That's actually, that's them, you know, taking a game like Mortal Kombat, for example, using that revenue to invest into another aspect, like the Snyder Cut, like having, you know, all these other movies that are going to come out through them. Um, Sony's just sitting here telling us that, gaming is where they're at but they're not acting like it and yeah that's where it scares me it, it like scares me a little bit a sense of urgency is what they need so they can stay if they want to stay on the point where they're you know sitting on their heels and uh not not quite being arrogant but they have such a group of people behind them who support them and they sell all these consoles but they don't have that pioneering urgency to even stay you know, hand in hand, if it keeps going at the same rate, which is what I think they need. Right yeah, now, and, and I, have, I gotta ask a question for everybody quickly. Where does this fit in? They made a partnership with Microsoft's Azure cloud servers. So what is yeah. that all about now? Now, now we're talking about now. You know, I'm listening to everybody on the panel here. We're talking about you know traditionalism and everything. Myself included, I agree with that as well. Saying that you know that that, that for the time being, that's all, that's all they, they can really do because they can't turn that big ship that quickly. And all of a sudden, yeah, yeah, we're just doing Game Pass. They're not going to do that. But they did invest in the Azure and they made a partnership with the Azure cloud servers. So what is their plan? Because wasn't it the play? It wasn't Sony. It was the PlayStation division, was it not? Yes. Or am I missing? Okay. So yes. what the hell's going on? What are they up to? We PlayStation have to Studios. Them. PlayStation Studios will be streamed to wherever you want to play it. That's my thought process. And that's now, are I'm they going to adjust their? Bi- Sorry, go ahead, brother. I'm not. I'm not saying that it's going to happen uh, today, tomorrow. The problem is, is that I see too much consolidation. I see a lot of revenue streams that they used to have. They're eliminating because it's not enough revenue. And on top of that, they did this a long time ago and said, PlayStation Studios, why did they do that? There's no reason to rebrand. Well, because they rebranded the name. They they, 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 uh, made the partnership with Azure Cloud Servers. Now, the thing is, does this beg the question? I know it's, uh, you know, I'm just kind of like posting, putting this out there, but like, does it beg the question now is, do they start following that business model that Microsoft is doing and not start charging $80 per game? Well, they've already started doing that because, you know, you look at Destruction All-Stars as an example. You look at Astrobot. Astrobot's a full game. And they didn't charge anything for it. So they're already starting that. The problem is, is it too little too late? That's that's the, the weird thing because right. they're being nonchalant about it. They're not they're not being like, oh, you can get this here. Like we're used to Sony marketing be like in your face, like, here right. you go. You know what I'm saying? And I feel timid. like they're just sitting, 
sitting there like, oh, what do we do? Rather, because at this point, being a, a PlayStation gamer into an Xbox gamer and seeing the way both of them played, they kind of play in the same game right now. Right. And the only thing is, is it's one's doing one thing and one's doing another. And right now, Xbox with the Series X, most powerful console, they have all of these studios. They have just confirmed Bethesda. Bethesda has better marketing than a lot of other even gaming consoles themselves. And the only outlier is Nintendo because Nintendo cannot advertise shit and people love it. <laughs> they don't have to say a damn word and they love it because you know what? It eats at your heart. No matter if you're somebody that played Nintendo back in the day or you just started playing it, you play one of their games that's really good that may be an old port or something and you're going to love it. And, okay, now and, how about this, Crispy? Hang on a second. You said, you know, Nintendo likes to pull on the heartstrings, and you literally just said it said it eats at your heart. But when if you look at the two business models between Sony and Xbox, Sony is eating your wallet. Yeah, I agree. You know what I'm saying? So, like, yeah. you, you, that, that's what it's going to come into play with the casual market who doesn't care. They don't Great. care. There, there is, there is going to come a point where the, 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 the listen, folks, we're, we're still in a pandemic. We're not out of a pandemic just because there, there, there are shots that you can get. A lot of people aren't, 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 aren't getting vaccinated. This thing ain't going away for a while, right? People lost their jobs. Money is tight for a lot of people, even if you didn't lose your job. And the bottom line is Sony did something stupid and they put, and, and they duped the fan base into paying seventy dollars, and I and, and you know what I I'm, I paid seventy dollars for Spider Man and Miles Morales because I wanted both games because I was going to platinum both games, but all the other games I bought from except for Demon Souls, which I don't know why I bought it because I, I suck at it. Everything else I got on sale, I paid half price, and I don't think I will ever pay full boat for a Sony game that's seventy bucks outside of like a God of War or Horizon Forbidden West because you know Horizon one of my favorite IPs that they that they have but th the bottom line is there is going to come a point that even the Nintendo fan base or the Sony fan base or both are going to have to stop and take a look at what's going on at Microsoft because you cannot deny what $15 a month gets you. It's almost obscene the amount of games that you're right now. I, so I don't even know what game to play, Boom. I mean, dude, I, I, I don't know who it was it the other day. They said that there is currently 331 games. No, 73. That was me. Oh, there you go. <laughs> so You know what this is going to be? Know, this is going to be a renaissance hurts. in gaming. I yeah, know it, it sounds ridiculous, but it's no. going to be a renaissance in gaming. And, and you know, once again... You know, when Microsoft, for the last 20 years, and I believe it was uh, 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 Everborn who said it, you know, we're talking about, like, who was the first, you know, to start, you know, doing this besides the Dreamcast, you know, talking about the online and everything else and all the other advancements. And we talked about it last week, too. Same thing with uh, Xbox on and everybody laughed their asses off. Right. All of a sudden, five years later, Alexa, turn my lights on, you know, Microsoft takes that big step forward and everybody thinks it's a big step in a pile of doo doo, but it's not. Because that's what happens when you're a trailblazer. And what yeah. they're doing here, okay, trailblazers always take the most amount of heat. It's just like when you're the eldest kid in the family. Who gets the most crap? The eldest kid in the family, right? And this is what's happening here. Microsoft pushed forward. Everybody laughed. No one's laughing now, okay? And by the way, I'm just saying, I'm saying this thing from like, you know, I'm not a fanboy, okay? I'm not any of that kind of stuff, all right? I got my PlayStation 5. That... 
the Empire State Building staring at me right now. I'm going to play Days Gone after the show. But anyways, let me tell you something. Xbox is now leading the charge. And you know what's going to happen? There's going to be a financial renaissance. And I think that, like Boom said, this pandemic is going to reshape. I think... It was a lucky, uh, it was a lucky break that uh, you know that they they they're pushing the Game Pass thing, and obviously it's much more affordable for people. And then all of a sudden this pandemic happened, so I mean that just kind of you know the you know the, the stars kind of just came together. But the thing is, they're pushing this forward, and Boom is a hundred percent right that Nintendo and Sony are going to eventually completely re. That's what I was talking about during my little uh, spiel. Is they're going to have to completely reinvent themselves, or as Everborn said. They're done. They're dead. You know what I'm uh, saying? You got to evolve or die. The, the only thing I'd add, Mag, is Nintendo does what the fuck Nintendo wants. I know they do, but they eventually. immune to everything we're talking about. This is eventually a Eventually, Everborn, come on, man. Eventually, something's got to give. They sold you cardboard, Mag. Cardboard. I get it, but you know who buys Nintendo more than anybody besides like the you know the forty year old guys and fifty year old guys like guys our age, right? You know who else buys them? Parents. Yeah, and those parents don't have jobs right now, and so and all, not all of them, but a lot of them are sitting at home, and a lot of people are collecting CERB or what? What do you guys call down there? Uh, stimulus checks and all that kind of stuff, right? Yeah, that's what's happening right now. Ain't nobody buying cardboard for a hundred dollars in the middle of this pandemic. I'm telling you now, they are gonna have to reinvent themselves. You know, Mario number eight hundred and sixty-five is gonna have to wait, or it's gonna have to wait to go on sale ten years from now, and you'll get five <laughs> bucks off. You know what I'm saying? But like, I'm telling you, and it's not because I have a dislike for Nintendo. I mean, I grew up with Nintendo for crying out loud. However, I'm just thinking that their antiquated business uh, styles are going to be extinct. And they yeah. better get on board. Otherwise, they're not going to capture the North American European market. Yeah. yeah uh, I, well, I listen. I that about gaming online, right? Like, it's, Nintendo is just something different. That's all I'm saying. For well, now, I mean, listen. I, again, I, 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 I think Nintendo is. They do walk to. They do march to their own drum beat. There's no doubt about it. Um, obviously, you know, we we had heard earlier that the Switch was going to release this holiday. Turns out that in fact is not the case. It's probably going to be March of 2022, which makes sense. Uh, that's that would be the 50 year anniversary of the original Switch, and of course they could then release Breath of the Wild two, and it would be just like the Switch one with Breath of the Wild one all over again. You can have a one to one. But in regards to whether or not uh, Sony is going to allow Game Pass, I'm going to get to that question because we are really pressed for time. It's literally almost a two-hour show, but I got to catch up some of these bomb super chats. First of all, a very good friend of the show, good friend of this community, Predator H2O drops a very generous $10 super chat. Hey, Predator, I hope you are well and the family is doing good. He says this, Microsoft can push out um, seven AAA exclusives and a few AA per year plus all of the games as a service updates sony can only push out two to three per year sony cannot keep up with the volume especially only doing single player games that is very very true and as we cross 700 people here folks please hit that like button um definitely appreciate that uh dan lazaro drops a very generous five dollars super chat and an additional five dollars super chat thanks dan definitely appreciate that he said xbox equals netflix and PlayStation equals Blockbuster. $70 for one game yeah. of $15, uh, $15 for hundreds of game. That isn't even a choice. And I listen, I 
can't argue that. The worst you? part is Blockbuster could have bought Netflix. So. Isn't that crazy? <laughs> it's crazy. Isn't that crazy? Uh, Nightwolf3186, good friend and generous friend of the show. He drops an outstanding $10 of chat and says, great show once again, boom and panel. I have to say, if Game Pass eventually makes its way to Switch, I'll be a happy camper. Also, Ubisoft Plus and having Division 2, a great looter shooter for Game Pass. Listen, folks. That Ubisoft Plus thing is happening uh, soon. Infinite Double A, good friend of the show. He drops an outstanding $20 super chat. Wow, dude, thank you for your generosity. He says, PlayStation Now has never been as good as Xbox Game Pass. PlayStation Plus is now only starting uh, starting the best um, XBL, uh, XBLG in the past year or two. We'll be talking about this on uh, the Sony debacle with game streaming on our podcast, BIA Gamecast. It's the YouTube channel on Wednesday. Hey, listen, Infinite, why don't we do this, brother? Why don't we DM me? Let's get you on one of our shows, and we can properly push your channel and get everyone out there. So definitely, listen, folks, he's a good friend of the show and a good friend of the community. Head over to BIA Gamecast on YouTube and give that dude uh, a subscribe to his channel and check out their show coming up this Wednesday. They're going to be talking about the Sony debacle and what it means to the industry. Um, Hyponize drops a very generous $10 super chat and says, loving my new Xbox wireless headset. Oh, my God, dude, I'm so jealous. Mine should be here tomorrow. It's getting rave reviews. And listen, one, one, I, I have it. We're going to talk, be talking about on tomorrow's Xbox one-on-one. Um, they basically, one of the reviews I read said it's a mic drop moment for Microsoft accessories. Uh, so I, I cannot wait. But before we get on out of here, I don't want to make it short, but I want people to give their point. Do you see Sony bending the knee and allowing Xbox Game Pass on PlayStation 5? And I'll answer first. And the answer is absolutely not. Because Jim Ryan is a very arrogant man. I don't know him personally, but he's very prideful. He did a lot of great work when he was uh, head of Sony in Europe, and the and that's the reason why they were five to one sales. He was very aggressive, and I I just don't see him saying it's like admitting defeat. Me personally, if you were to see now, I know Phil Spencer would would love to have him uh, to have Jim Ryan sign that check. But I just don't see it happening. I just do not see a day where you turn on your PlayStation 5 and right there is Xbox Game Pass. I think it would be it would be a sign of defeat in my opinion, and I think Sony would never allow it because they have their own service. I mean, it's a poor service, sure. It, it's 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 not even close to what Xbox Game Pass is. And, uh, you know, maybe they're going to change it. I don't know. But I want to go to Crispy Bomb. Uh, do you think that Sony allows Xbox Game Pass as an app on their service? Once Nintendo does it, yes, they will. Okay. Um. I'm not talking like right now. It's not going to be within five years, I would say. Um, unless somebody taps uh, Jim Ryan on his so- shoulder and says, you know, it might be about that time. Let's keep the people that we, we want on our PlayStation. Because at this point, you know, Xbox has just got this one thing that is just too good to be true. And for me, as an old-school gamer that has spent $60 on nearly every game I've ever purchased, 
to have all of these games, including, which I said to Boom, Dishonored, which I never played, and I said, I'm playing this. You know what I mean? I, I've never played this game because I was I was caught up in fallouts and everything else, and these games came out, and, you know, you just it, it, it falls to the wayside. And I'm just like, this is a new game to me. Like, yes, does it look great? No. But the preservation that Xbox also does brings the value to some of these quote-unquote old games that people <laughs> like to bring up. So an old game to you is something you've already played. I get that completely. But you got your Dirt 5s. You got your uh, your Outriders here. They're going Which, to five, by the way, in Xbox Game Pass and my favorite game of 2020. Dude, I, 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 all I keep, dude, it's so good. It is obscenely good. And it's crazy because some people are like me who refuse to buy a new Madden and this and that. And you have that for your $15 subscription. And that's where I go and say Ubisoft is probably going to go in because, you know, we saw that Watchdog Legions and Valhalla are, are marketed. Through Xbox. So I feel like anything marketed through Xbox is going to be in Game Pass at some point. Might not be exactly where you think it's going to be, but it's going to be there. And you're going to pay your subscription. And if you haven't played it, it's technically an old game. But guess what? It's new to you. And that's my whole point. They are going to do it at some point. And it's going to be hard for them to swallow. But at this point, with the amount of subscriptions and the amount of games that you just got, you you, you know Outriders is coming to Game Pass day and day. On what, April 1st? I think that's what it is. Yeah, April 1st. Yes. Yes. Right. April first. So, so are they gonna are they gonna pull a, a BS uh, April Fool's joke, or <laughs> are they gonna give it to you? No, they actually yeah. said that in the press release. This is no April Fool's joke. They actually <laughs> yeah. did say that. Yeah. So there you go. On top of that, you have twenty Bethesda games that, like myself, have you have not played are in Game Pass immediately the day after they did the roundtable. I was I was just enamored because I haven't played so many of these games because I was caught up in my own damn thing that I was like, wow, this is just ridiculous. I even told Boom, I was like, dude, I might have to like shut my chat down so I could actually play these games because half the time, you know, I'm in the Xbox. There was like, hey, uh, join a party. Hey, play this game, play that game, which is multiplayer, by the way. Okay, hundreds of people at any given time could hit me up and I'm going to go and play a multiplayer game with them because we love competition. That's the point. That's why Fortnite is still has millions of people playing it. They love competition and it's free to play. Yeah, no, I mean, you're, you're, you're absolutely right. And that's really what it, we, what it comes down to. I mean, the competition is really going to drive whether or not we do see it show up in there. Uh, let me get Cotton's opinion on this. Cotton, is there a day that you see in the future that Jim Ryan bends the knee and allows Xbox Game Pass onto PlayStation now? Yeah, I mean, I'm going to sit in the camp that is you know never say never people said sony would never ever allow crossplay and they do you know they said they would never let xbox live service go on there like they did with minecraft so 
you know, do I think it's going to be soon? No. I think eventually it's possible. I think it'd be kind of a, personally, I see it kind of coming down to being like a quid pro quo situation where it's like, do, does Microsoft, obviously we know it's all about software sales and subs to their service, but do they really want to just put Game Pass onto PlayStation to where they can have that stupid narrative of like, oh, well, they already say none of these games are exclusive because they go to PC. So now, oh, now I don't have to, I'll just have my PlayStation and have Game Pass. Like, what is the point at all? You know, hardware sales aren't as important these days, but they still are important. And that's, and they want to sell their hardware. You know, that's why they have two SKUs of consoles in the first place, because they, they know that. And potentially a third one, which we're going to be right. talking about tomorrow. Yeah. I think that it could definitely happen. I just think uh, maybe it comes with a situation where it's like, okay, we'll give you something and you give us something and how far down the road that goes, uh, you know, remains to be seen. But I would definitely never say never when it comes to something like that. Um, I think there's bigger potential for it to be on Switch sooner. And then, like Crispy said, it follows them follow suit. I mean, just imagine as far as like game pass goes with cloud gaming being able to play that on your switch is just a whole nother level then it's exactly what they would want as opposed to someone booting up and playing on their phone which is really cool it's just a little bit more novelty and not as great of an experience as it could be as having something like a switch do it you know so yeah i think and there's other people are saying you know uh if the PlayStation 5 has a web browser, then could they go to Game Pass through that anyways? Some Stuff like that. People, I know that uh, on Xbox 2, uh, Jez and Rand were going on about with the new uh, Microsoft Edge that's on the Xbox right now. Or I think it's in the Alpha Skip Ahead ring for the Xbox Insiders. Pretty much you can boot up Steam through there and play wow. Horizon Zero Dawn because it's on Steam on your Xbox. You know, it takes it's a little bit of loophole you're going through, but, you know, you're kind of already seeing these sort of things play out and to have it be official and just have the app there. And they want the app everywhere. You see it coming to TV soon. I think to say that it will never happen, uh, that's not where I'm going to lay my bed, but I don't see it being an immediate thing at all. I think Sony's back would have to be to the wall. Yeah. Uh, if you if if you saw another major publisher slash developer go to Microsoft, let's say again, we don't know. We know Square Enix, Capcom, Ubisoft, you know, some some Sega. I, I think there's going to come a point where 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 eventually Sony's going to have to take notice again. I, I yeah. they need to do something over there to garner subscription services. Uh, Jim Ryan talked about at the end of 2020 uh, that there was something big coming for um ps now and playstation plus i think they're going to merge the two charge you 60 dollars a year and you get everything in one under one umbrella is that enough i i don't think it is but we don't know um let's get um uh clowns clowns wh what are your thoughts on this uh, the, the, the 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 question of the day is does xbox game pass eventually find its way to a playstation I think so, Bloom. I, and the reason why I say that is because eventually it's going to get to a point where Xbox is going to have so many studios under its belt and so many AAA titles under its belt that that are have fans across all consoles 
that it's going to starve Sony until Sony begs for Game Pass on their system. Is it going to happen with Jim Ryan at the top? I don't think so. Maybe when somebody else comes in or they convince Jim Ryan, maybe a lot of pressure on him. But eventually, if you know Xbox starves uh, PlayStation from some of these AAA titles, where are PlayStation gamers going to go? They're going to go on the Xbox ecosystem. They're going to go get an Xbox. I mean, they're not going to be playing on their their ps5 as much and that's bad news for sony because if they start playing in other places they're going to start building an ecosystem in other places and slowly leave sony behind eventually i mean we're going to see it happen so they're going to have to do this to save their fan base yeah no i i I agree i mean listen i'll say this if you're a playstation owner i don't think that they abandon the console because playstation has the their triple a bangers and no one's going to want to not play the days gone to god of war 2 uh you know horizon forbidden west and whatever else they have around their sleeve i mean there's going to probably be a new uncharted by naughty dog who's not going to want to play that but i i think what you're going to i've been calling this for quite some time this is going to be the biggest dual console generation of when you talk about sony and then uh and and xbox consoles in the history of gaming because i again there's a $300 console that you can get, uh, and the day you bring it home, uh, you get you get Game Pass in that box, and you have access to 373 games the minute you open you you, you put your system on. I, it just there's just no denying it, and I think that if Sony if Microsoft continues this route of adding studios and developers, I I, I don't know how long Sony's going to be able to sit there and not take notice or, or, or do something about it. Cybernox, let's get your opinion. Do you actually see Sony bending the knee and allowing Xbox Game Pass app on their console? Um, me personally, I think there's no way in hell there. They would yeah, I'm right there that. with you. I'm right there with you. Um, if there is, it's very, it's, one percent chance let's say i think there's a uh a bigger chance of them replicating the service as game pass is now which means day and date um everything that they're doing now because if you think about it they have ps now has a lot of crossover games that sometimes go on game pass as well so how would they work that out you know uh maybe if uh, well one thing that i will say is we haven't heard what the next big uh Microsoft acquisition is for Xbox and they said it was going to be Bethesda level. So that could, you know, also, you know, put Sony, you know, against the wall a little bit, but I would say no way. Um, what, I, what, what clown said, I think Jim Ryan is probably the guy that would actually green light this. He was their CFO. So he understands yes. the, you know, all the money and the revenue that he needs to generate for, for that company. Um, but I think it's a very low chance. If there is a way for Game Pass to go on that, they would have to. I, I it would have to be like a Game Pass Lite, which probably would be just like the Xbox exclusives and whatever you know, third party and things like that. Will probably because you know Xbox Game Pass uh, on PC and on console are different at times, right? So you could get some games on PC that you can't naturally get on on uh, on console. So if they can work a deal like that out, maybe like I said, very low chance. I think Sony uh, and Jim Ryan will probably go the day and date route and try to replicate Game Pass the way it is now before they'll even bend the knee to xbox game pass on their service yeah no i i i think i agree with that i think they're definitely closer that's that's a good Uh, point 
Yeah, that's a fantastic point. Uh, Mag, let's get your opinion on this. Yes, Does sir. Sony bend the knee and allow Game Pass, the app, onto their PlayStation Network, or is this a no-go for them? No, absolutely not. This is not happening. And the, 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 there's a couple of reasons why. For one, one is the obvious reason why. Sony hasn't even really started the generation yet. You know that they're slow. You know they're slow out of the gate. Everybody knows this. However, I personally think that the PlayStation 5 launch has been their best launch I've seen in in ge two generations. Yeah, to be I quite agree. honest. Because I mean, I you know, I got my PS5. Okay, there's a couple of games I was playing from the PS4 which I didn't get to like Days Gone. Um I played I went back and played Last of Us 2 and Ghost of Tsushima with the with the upgrade and stuff and God of War same deal. Uh, but they also launched with Miles Morales and they launched with Demon Souls and stuff and, and then uh, and Sackboy as well. So, you know, there was a pretty amazing launch. However, their big guns haven't even shown up yet. Right. And let's also face it, guys. I mean, I know that it's not about console sales anymore, but you can't also ignore. I know, it's, you know, there are a lot of fluff, uh, you know, fluff pieces in the uh, the media is saying that the, the PS5 is the fastest selling console in, uh, in, uh, America, in American history. Anyhow. Right. And so they're selling. Okay. So that means there are people out there that's obviously going to sell extremely well. They're going to do well. And they haven't even released the big games yet. Now, their problem is not is Game Pass going to end up on PlayStation, which it will not. This is all going to keep going back to what we were talking about from two hours ago. It's going to go back to the same thing is they're going to have to change their business model in terms of their software. And that's what they're going to have to do. And they're going to have to evolve and change everything. So maybe it's not going to be exactly like Game Pass, but they're going to have to do something that is certainly financially feasible or more financially feasible for a lot of customers out there who are seeing that Game Pass model going, what the hell are you guys doing? Well, look at these guys. Look at this awesome thing they're doing over here at Xbox. What are you guys doing? And they're like, well, we have amazing experiences. I'm like, yeah. But I can get four months of Game Pass for one game that you're send selling me over there, yeah. right? So that's where it's going to come down to. As for Game Pass, not a chance in hell. Once again, to answer the question, it is never going to make its way into the Sony ecosystem or in the PlayStation ecosystem ever, because that's going to go directly against. Can you imagine? Can you imagine the red tape about around who gets what, what gets where? Who gets how much money depending on engagement on which console and which system? Can you imagine the disaster? Yeah, trying like to be encounters nightmare. Yeah, like forget it. It's not going to happen, guys. It's not going to happen. I have to wild. disagree. I have Damn to it, disagree. Crispy. <laughs> I, you know why I have to disagree? Because I, I have said this before. Nintendo has a niche, okay? And, and their problem is, is they don't have the ability to really put out a great experience, not necessarily game, a great experience with these these AAA third-party bangers. And the one thing that Xbox keeps adding or has has continued to support is games on their their console themselves, like an Outer Worlds, like All right. you, you know what I'm saying? So they, they continue to, you know, Ori, Ori's on there, Cuphead. They continue to support their games on their console. And the one thing that we always say about, you know, the, the Switch as of now, I mean, we all believe that a pro is going to come out, is that there is issues in running these games. And the one thing that could subsidize that is the cloud. And mm -hmm. 
if you're going to allow Xbox to help you, which we've actually heard that they're helping them already. Yeah, they are. Why not allow them to take these games? You don't have no gears on no Nintendo Switch. These people don't even know what the hell Gears is if they're a hardcore Nintendo fan that love your Mario's, your Zelda's, everything else. All you care about is, is oh, I can actually experience that. Oh, wait, but I got to pay $15 a month to Xbox. That's what way Xbox thinks. They don't care. I'll tell you right now, if PlayStation brought out an app that could go on Xbox, Xbox would allow it at this point. And that's the weird thing. That's where I go and say Xbox doesn't care. They already they already have their hands in all the cookie jars. And you, you go and look at what Phil had on his shelves. And I'll tell you right now, next thing is going to be Switch at some point. And yeah. you're gonna be like, you're gonna be like, say what? They really did that, but Nintendo doesn't care because you know what? Xbox ain't making a Zelda, bro. That's the hmm. whole point. There's still people are still going to buy their games. They are still going to buy them. And it's not going to be on the Game Pass app. The Game Pass app is to make your outer worlds run at least 30 frames per second instead of 10. Yeah. It, well, you know let, what I'm saying? Well, you know what? Let me get to Everborn and get everyone out of here. You made great points, Crispy. Can't can't argue that. And, and I think you're right. I think that if there, it, it is going to go somewhere, it's probably going to be Nintendo first. They have a good relationship with Nintendo. That would not surprise me, though. I don't know if every game that, that Xbox has in Game Pass would go over there. I think it would be a select few to start mm-hmm. until they could figure out what the hell they're doing with their, their system because they're, they're, they need the Azure servers and I don't know if they're if they're working on with them to do that. Everborn, let's get your opinion on this. Does Jim Ryan bend the knee? And do we see Xbox Game Pass on PlayStation or do they adapt their own service to tr- basically challenge what Microsoft is doing? I think by the end of the generation, you'll see it. And there I think I, I, I don't think it's today. I don't think it's this year. I don't think it's next year. I don't even think it's five years from now. But I, I think we're going to get to a place where it is unavoidable, right? And just to talk about Nintendo for a second, I think that could be the best thing decision Nintendo ever made, right? If they put Game Pass on there. Imagine if you had xCloud on an actual ergonomic device that's de- dedicated right. to not your phone. Like... And and on that same thing, you could get Mario and Zelda, right? That that is, I think, the next move that I think we'd all love to see. Now, as far as Sony goes, again, what what do they do when Game Pass, because I believe it will be by the end of this generation, 100 million subscribers? Are they going to be able to ignore that? No, I don't think so. So the the thing is, it's going to be like, listen, People are going to want the value that Game Pass provides. And if they're going to buy your console to get your um, your exclusives, they're also going to need what's in Game Pass, right? So, And I also do believe that by the end of the generation, we will see. I don't think they can call it PlayStation now. I think that brand is dead. Uh, I think they're going to have to call it something else and pretend that they invented it. And a lot of people will believe that. But... 
They need to rebrand PlayStation now, go the day and date model. And I think that will happen by the end of the generation. And I think they know that's going to happen. And that's why they're milking every last dollar out of the old model before they have to make that move. So again, predictions by the end of, end of the generation. The first domino to fall is um, 50 million subscribers. I think after 50 million, I think you see the Switch come on board. I think after 100 million, you see PlayStation come on board because at that point is gonna, it might be, if they don't switch up what they're doing, it might be um, too late. <laughs> Right. And the last thing is, I think that um, what's it called? I think what you'll see on the PlayStation and on the Switch are streaming versions of it's just going to be xCloud. Right. Yeah, I agree. It's going to be the same app that you get on the TV. And it's going to be like if you want the best experience, you want to play locally, then you come over to um, the the by by the hardware. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Right. But if you want to play, if you want to stream the game on PlayStation, cool, you can do that. And I think everybody wins that way. And again, um, it, as of this moment, it seems like Sony is fighting the last war. Yeah. Well, I mean, you, listen, if you're fighting the last war, if you're fighting, if you're fighting World War Two and we in World War Three, you're not gonna win. We got drones now. Yeah, well, listen, that's that's a great analogy. But, folks, we're over two hours, uh, two hours and 15 minutes to be exact. Uh, and this has been one hell of a show. Uh, this has been a fire firepowered show. We had over 700 people here, which is incredible. Uh, of course, the last Super Chat comes in from CYV Studios. He drops a $5 Super Chat and says, what about when someone buys a TV to play on their new PlayStation 5 and they will find a surprise Game Pass app. Boom. Best marketing for Game Pass, $15 a month for over 300 games. Yeah, I mean, that's, that's going to become standard. Uh, as a matter of fact, I have a feeling that it's going to be advertised heavily in uh, on these TVs boxes. You know, when you go to buy a TV and you see all the different apps, Microsoft is going to pay Samsung and LG a significant amount of money to have that app front and center. So when you bring home your TV, all you need is a wireless controller which may even come with the tv you don't even know at this point and uh, and they say okay you can play game pass just sign in and by the way uh because you know a lot of these tvs come with like these deals six months of game pass for free i mean it's 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 crazy but let's get to the outros uh crispy bomb tell everyone where they can reach out to you on social media but more importantly what other shows are you on oh man uh it, it was a great conversation I, I love the tip for tap, but at the end of the day, we all agree on something. Games got to be played, people. Yes. I mean, jeez. You know, but at Christy Bomb on Twitter, Christy Bomb 28 Xbox Live. Find me on Retro Renegade, 7 p.m. Tuesday nights. You could also find me on the next podcast this Thursday, 8 p.m. And, of course, I'll be back on with Boom, Breakfast with Boom, 10 a.m. Fridays. Yeah, well, thanks so much for being here, brother. Definitely appreciate that. And Cotton McCast, tell everyone about where they can reach out to you on social media and what else you got going on. Oh, appreciate that. Uh, you can reach out to me on Twitter, Cotton McCast, same name there. Uh, hit me up in the DMs, whatever. Uh, hopefully I'll be around here more often. Maybe uh, get something going in the works with Cybernox and his channel. You know, who yeah. knows? Other than that, I'm looking forward to sniping some more fools in the next uh, <laughs> round of our halo tournament we got going on if you want to play some halo or anything else you can add me on 
Xbox Live at uh, Terry Fold. If we have any Rick and Morty viewers out there, that's my nice. guess. Appreciate nice. it. Thanks, brother. Definitely appreciate that. And uh, Cybernox, tell everyone about where they can reach out to you on social media, but more importantly, subscribe to your YouTube channel. Yeah, guys, always a pleasure being here on Mondays. Uh, Cybernox on Twitter, Xbox, everywhere, you know, Steam, wherever there's gaming involved, Cybernox everywhere. Also, on my secondary channel, Xbox Game Pass Club. That's where we play uh, all games on uh on that's you know on game pass at random and then we discuss them kind of like a book club but for gaming and then we discuss them at the end so yeah if you're interested in any of those uh just check me out or you know send me a message and we can talk about them but yep thanks another great show tonight thanks brother definitely appreciate that mag why don't you tell us about what you got going on what other shows you're a part of and more importantly where can people reach out and strike up a conversation on social media well, yeah, everybody, uh, thank you for a great show tonight. Uh, Cotton the Crispy, as always, great guest, guys. And uh, chat, you guys are awesome, as always. Uh, yes, you can find me on uh, Twitter at the Middle Age Game Guy. That's with a GY at the end. On the PlayStation 5 and the Xbox Series X, you can find me at all, one word, all capitals, because I don't know how to be quiet. I am the Meg. So you can follow me there. Send me a DM anytime, anyplace. Anyhow, you can find me here every Monday evening at 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time on Primetime Gaming with Mr. Boomstick XL and friends. And tomorrow night, every Tuesday, 10 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, you can find me with none other than Noof Nukem and Titan Drago on Gaming After Dark. So, guys, it was a great show. I already look forward to next week. Let's see if Microsoft could drop nine or ten more bombs on us before the next show. Everybody have a great night. Yeah, and speaking of which, Noof Nukem is going to be on Friday morning's Breakfast with Boom. I cannot wait for that to hear what Noof has got going on in Everborn Saga. Do me a favor, brother. Tell everyone about what you got going on with the Everborn Saga, your Kickstarter, and where could people reach out to you and strike up a conversation? Yeah, man, I am Everborn Saga everywhere. Steam, PlayStation, Xbox, uh, Twitter, and EvermornSaga.com, and that's the important one because that's where you can get introduced to the Everborn Saga. It is an interconnected series. We're sort of making the MCU of uh, fantasy anime, right? So it's different stories and they all sort of intertwine with each other. Uh, we've got a Kickstarter going on right now for our newest series, Ariel's Adventure. Prince of Arcadia, you can get right now at evermornsaga.com, but check out that Kickstarter. It's at the link right at the top of evermornsaga.com. I think you are going to really like what you see. We are running, we hit our goal, but we're working on hitting our stretch goal so that we can release the first Everborn novel. It's about 220 pages straight uh, fantasy novel, and it, it really fleshes out the universe of Everborn. So I think you're gonna wanna check this out, that out. So help us get there. And uh, I just wanna thank everybody for being here. And especially, let's just thank uh, Phil and the good folks at Xbox, because I don't know if they knew this, right? I, boom, I know you got some connections over there, but <laughs> primetime gaming happens to be Monday and they drop all their news on Monday. And I just wanna <laughs> thank them for that, for giving us some great topics to talk about every freaking monday so uh now now, now you have raised ears and eyebrows of the potential of microsoft you know throwing some bones to the uh primetime gaming guys each and every monday we're, Listen, we're in cahoots. We, we might we might very well be and i'll write them I'm, I'm writing the check as we speak but listen folks this has been a great show hopefully you enjoyed it enough to hit the like button if you are new 
consider subscribing. And of course, I want to thank all the super chats. And that's quite wow. There was a lot of them today. Uh, thank you so much for the generosity that continues to come in each and every show. I mean, what can I say? I'm humbled beyond words. Um, I don't do this for the money. I do this for the love of this community and the love of gaming. And you guys just bless me each and every show. And I, and I really, from the bottom of my heart, thank you so much. You don't understand how that does, in fact, help grow this channel. I'm able to get new equipment. I'm able to do giveaways, which you did a lot of big, some big ones last year. And we're going to do again this year. So thank you for that. But I'm going to close out the show with something that's important to me. Hopefully, one day it'll be important to you. And that's something that my dad told me when we were kids. And I think now more than ever, it's super important. He said this, son, treat others how you want to be treated. And also, it doesn't cost anything to be nice. You live by those rules. And I can guarantee you, you're going to have an awesome day. So take care, everyone. We'll see you next week on the newest episode of Primetime Gaming with Xbox and Friends. Take care, everybody. Mm -hmm.